Blog Talk Radio. Dudes to 
Bucks. But back to the regular schedule program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are! Peace, 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 peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. This is Know the Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Oh, yes, this is your host, Brother Blue, very soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Red. Yes, indeed, family. Welcome back, welcome back. Pardon us, we had a slight technical difficulty. We couldn't schedule the program in time, so we had to reschedule. And here we are. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard, 7 p.m. Pacific. All right. We're in the building. Right back at you. We're here with another explosive episode. All right. Of course, I am multitasking right now. Uploading music. I am at a opening studios and chat rooms and things of that nature. Let's see, did the studio open yet? Okay. Still waiting on the studio to open. I gotta wait for the studio to open to open the chat. Alright, but we will be up and running in a second. Welcome back y'all. Hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. Okay. Very shortly, we will be talking about some of the events from our weekend, okay? As soon as I get this brother on the phone line, upon the broadcast. Yes, indeed. We also have a very, very, uh, very special presentation that we put together for you tonight, a very timely presentation, conversation, welcoming back one of our KTL alumni members, Brother Diallo Sekou, who is uh, throwing his hat in the ring and reigning in control of his community, you know, knocking down the door of the politics, okay, putting his feather on the table and proclaiming that he wants to be a power player in that dimension you know, in that world. All right, so we'll be discussing that very shortly when that brother comes forward. Still waiting on his studio. Let me do this in the meantime, all right, because I don't want to waste any time. Let me call a brother on the freeway. Give me a second job.
Peace, peace. Peace. Peace to the God. Peace to the family. Welcome to Know the Less Radio. This is your brother, Red Pill. Yes. Live from Dallas. Yes, sir. What's going yes. on with you? I'm here just working these computers, you know, putting my calm energy into this technology so it can work as smoothly as I do. You know? Indeed. Indeed, indeed. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, we here. That, that's all that matters, you know what I'm saying? Really all that matters. Uh, shout out to everybody who joined us on Friday's broadcast. Yes. Last time we was on. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Sister Makiba Judge. Yes. And, um, all of her family, her loved ones, you know, everybody that uh, listened to that show and was supporting her. Got some emails afterwards. A lot, of, mm, a lot of people were curious and excited about the information that she was sharing. So I definitely want to say salute in, uh, in regards to that. Now, uh, first and foremost, I want to give a humongous, monumental, galactic shout-out to all of the family <clears throat> in the ATL, ATLians. You know what I mean? Uh, they definitely came out in force this weekend at the uh, Malcolm X Fest out here in the ATL. KTL was definitely in the ATL. Sinetta TV was in the building. Talk um, about The Amin Ra squad was in the building. So Messiah, Sal Rock was in the building. The Ghetto Shaman, Royal Immortal was in the building. Uh, uh, I mean, I could go on all days. Sister Genesis was in the building. Talk about uh, uh, Let's go. King Noble, Black Supremacy <laughs> in the building. Nah. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, House of Consciousness, Atlanta, Brother Courtney in the building. Um, Amin Ra in the building. Put, uh, Pata Tahuti Ra in the building. Star in the building. You know what I'm talking about? Mike Flo, RBG, uh, Dead Prez, M1, Stick Man in the building. Jaja Ali. Professor Griff, you know, it was a monumental day. Uh, unfortunately, my dude, well, hold on. my dude, yeah, I My goodness, man, it might be the. This might be. I might need something to eat. I'm getting memory loss. Tahir hosted the whole event. Him and his sister Akua. You you yeah. you remember Sister Akua? Yeah, yeah, I remember Sister Akua. She down there? Cool. Yes, she is. Got her feet firmly planted in the red clay. Oh, She's that's right. I did, yeah, I did see her down there getting planted. She was getting rooted, getting planted. First saw she was in her rooting stages, but she yeah. firmly planted in the A. Um, one day, it was a two-day event. Saturday was on and popping. It was trying yeah. to rain on in the morning, you know, uh, I got witnesses. Me and his sister, I gotta get on. I gotta get on the line. You know, yeah, we had nah, that on the three ways. Like be able to call. She said she was my Facebook friend, so you know, I just need her to hashtag back. But 
But uh, we just started going in. Like, it was real cloudy, you know what I mean? Like, early in the morning, it was cloudy. We had an overcast. Started to drizzle my, on Kings County with my wares and everything. But the ancestors said, don't you dare pack your bags up. Boah. Oh, yeah, I didn't even have a tent, you know, and I was raw, you know, I was going in with the sun before. And it was, she was, the ancestors was like, you know, you didn't come this far, you know, and invest all of this time and energy into this event to just, you know, get rained on. But then another thing came to me also with the spirit of Malcolm X's grandson, and I'm just really being honest with you, family, that the spirit that came to me was the spirit that says that, you know, one of unfulfillment. And it was the, the reason why the event got rained out last year, like it got canceled last year, and mind you, this is equivalent to Dance Africa and the um, African Street Festival in New York. This is equivalent to Taste of Chicago in Atlanta for the conscious community. This is an annual event that people depend on economically, socially, culturally, and all things considered to come together, do commerce, to build, to network. I was seeing people, shout out to Panic, Gimeon in the building, okay? About it. So, yeah, so Brother Panic, we, you know what I mean? We was dapping it up and kicking it for a minute and all that. You know, okay. you get to see people who you won't necessarily see, you did what I'm saying, throughout the year. What do you say about Bobby? Bobby's good. Bobby's, okay. Bobby's with his brother in the South. I think in the Carolinas part, you know. So, yeah, he's good. And um, But the spirit of Malcolm X's grandson told me two things. One, he was not honored. He was not even mentioned. African tradition says that when someone is deceased, especially um, one of our ancestors, the way that you, you know, it, by tradition, you're supposed to keep their name alive even in the, in, all the way to the mouth of the babe. That's why we would speak certain names into the ears of our babies, pass it down. The minute someone stops saying your name, you are you are no longer, you know, considered an immortal. You know what I mean? Um, there was no mention in my from what I saw, you they were saying maybe there was a flyer going around that I didn't peep or maybe there was a conversation that took place. Shout out to Cassius D. Lord Cassius D. My friends. Lord Cassius D from the Zulu oh. Nation. Yeah, the legend. Is he spending you know, time in the A? Is, is he he's still in the A, planting his feet firmly in the swats. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, so yeah. he got out the shy. Yeah, he got out the shy. He got to go back, but he's coming back to the A. So, yeah, what was happening is, you know, and it goes back to a lecture that I did um, months ago when I, when I speak about the lack of, uh, us of our community, our current community, complete, you know, really martyring our ancestors. Like, we have ancestors, but we don't have martyrs. You know, someone getting shot 50 times and, and hung from a tree, that's not a martyr. They become a martyr when you avenge them, when you shed blood in their name, okay? I, I, I shouldn't have to, you know, this is something that should be known, you know. So from the 80s on up, nobody is a martyr, real talk. Ray Ray, you know what I'm saying? Pookie, you know, uh, Little Sherm and Little Worm, they're martyred. They get martyred, you know what I mean? Because something happens to them. You know, Cousin Harold and all of them, they ride for them. They send somebody up. They send somebody all the way up. They send a few people up. 
martyrdom. So when you call on Ray Ray later on down the line and you need his help, he could come to your assistance. I'm just saying, this is hood magic, family. So the brother was murdered in Mexico, okay? Even if it's not even a conspiracy, he still got his life taken. He was murdered in Mexico. The research that I did says that he was murdered and it was a cover-up. Do you know that the people that got arrested never got charged, okay? But you would not know that in our community because nobody picked up the um, nobody picked up that that man. Nobody's on Facebook talking about it. Nobody's doing no lectures. Nobody even doing a debate. Was he murdered by the CIA or not? Or nah? Or nah? I don't. You don't hear about that. Yo, you know? I mean, if 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 you would allow me to, I'll let you continue talking. Please, I, I'm not I'm not going to interrupt you, but yeah, and. That was the spirit that came to me. So I was like, wow, you know, that's kind of heavy. And it was like in the midst of the morning, so I didn't really know what, what, like, what can I do? Do I light a candle? Do I do an ashe? So I started saying my ashe to him and all of the ancestors that came to mind. Then, then I got to build with a sister. Now, this sister, her appearance was so powerful because she was completely adorned in um in 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 um traditional garb, she had feathers on, you know what I mean. She had tats on her, some tats on her face, you know. It was very indigenous, like you know the research that I did on the Seminoles, the research that I've done on the Geechees and the Gullahs and other indigenous tribes from the journals of the European family, when they describe coming into contact, dreadlocked, um, copper tone and dark skin, they call this swarthy, swarthy Moors, you know. Uh, uh, People of the color of uh, the swamp people coming out of the swamps with gold in their teeth and dreads down their backs, and they had tattoos all over their bodies. Sounds like that nigga in front of Shell gas station somewhere in Opalaka right now. Okay? <laughs> you know, that's what we were doing. And I, and the women didn't have too much yep. clothing on. That, that, that did. Very voluptuous. Yeah, very beautiful, um, copper tone. You know, and other complexions as well, red tones, you know what I'm saying, very dark skin complexion, not what you see, not Tonto in them, not the people post all roles, you know what I mean, original Indians or aboriginals and, and indigenous. So she she stopped in front of my table. We built about the moors for like 30 minutes. And Allah, God, Jehovah, and everybody's my witness. The sun came out. She was even like, yo, God, you brought the sun out. I was like, that's what gods do, you know what I'm saying? You know, let's keep building. You know what I'm saying? We might bring the ships out. But that's what it is. And then Sunday came, and it rained out of the day. We still got time to build. I was building with Sanetta, Brother Ankh, um, Ghetto Shaman. You know what I mean? But the, the bad part about that whole thing of that day, because some people are like, it's raining, so, you know, that's nature's way of, of, of watering the lawn. We don't need the, the lawn watered right now, family. We, we don't need that. We don't need that. We don't need flowers to grow in Atlanta on the, on the Lord and Mount Morris, whatever that park name is. No, don't hit me with that. We needed that day right there, okay? We needed a family to come out to finish what we were doing. We were building. We, needed, we need more of that, all right? So what we did is we booked a class that next day on Monday with our brother Nazi, the Hebrew. Nazi wasn't able to come out because he was observing the um, Sabbath. Sabbath, yeah, the Sabbath. So he was locked in on the Sabbath, 
So he opened up his his um his his center. He has a center right on route David Abernathy in the West End. Okay, and uh, we were privy. Me, Minister Inky, uh, Brother Nazi. We had a special guest, King Noble, and his and his entourage. KT the Arch degree came through. Um, my brother Amir Bay, my brother Samuel, the more formerly known as Samuel, um, and a, and a bunch of other patrons. So Messiah was in the building providing us with uh, filming and other things. Like, it was a beautiful event. I, I, we booked it as a networking event, but when we all came together, it turned into a lecture. Multiple, I got up there, I did it, I did my thing, Inky did his thing, Nazi opened up, and, um, who else did they thing? Um, okay. Well, King Noble did thing. Nah, KT is coming up on Thursday. King Noble did his thing. Now, I'm going to say this. If the brothers are on the line, Sarnetta, um, Tahir. Matter of fact, let's do this. Open up the lines that you see with the hands up because I don't want to act like I'm, I'm very long-winded. So I don't want to hog up any time. I want to bring my brothers in. We'll just do a quick cipher. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I want to keep this energy alive. I don't know if anybody that was supposed to call in is on the line, just press 1. When you press 1 and your hand goes up, we'll know that you're in the call queue and we can open up the line. I know Sarnet is a 646 number. Yeah, I don't. Okay, let me see. 646 676? Yeah, that's the, that's the God. Please call her from the 646. Peace and Black Power family. What's happening? Ah, side nut. I want to see the red pill. The red pill is definitely on it. He's right and exact on everything he's talking about. Um, the six seven eight number. That's brother Unk, and then you have um my other brother up on the line. Okay, let me go to six seven eight. Five five seven six seven eight five five seven. Caller, brother Ankh, that you peace. The line is opening up. Yeah, the chat room ain't open either. It's open look now. For line, look for the line seven oh six. Okay, three one three. Yes, sir. Alright, right, 713-713-706. All right, hold on. 706-313. Your line should be open any second now. Let me go back to Aunt's line and open back up. 706 in the Black Power family. How y'all doing? It's the right angle, Mr. Courtney. Well, they muted me out right the back. How the hell I get muted? <laughs> bullshit already. Brother uh, what up, brother uh, Man, black African power, man. God killing the house. Real black atheist. Power by the Amara squad. Y'all already know what it is. Peace and black empowerment. Peace and black empowerment. Right angle in the building. No doubt. What's good? So we was giving a family. Everything is good, brother. We was um we was giving the family a rundown about the monumental weekend that just took place in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of history was made. 
you know, um, this is the first time in history that Sinetta left 125th Street and was seen outside <laughs> of the borders of New York. <laughs> <laughs> global now. <laughs> He's global. Yeah. That's the truth, ain't it? Yeah, he left. And it won't be, it won't won't be the last. Join up. I'm pretty sure it won't be the last. No doubt. I'm making a no. joke about it, but I want to be real serious in the fact mm. that I want to say that the highlight of my whole weekend was seeing the family reception to seeing our, our, our big brother, our OG, Sarnetta, out there in Atlanta, some of the monumental things that were going on. Do you, you care to talk about that thing right there, Sarnetta? Oh, man, that that was beautiful, man. First, I want to give a big, powerful shout-out to Nova Ledge Radio. Of course, you, you Red Tail, you played a big, monumental role in this. And um, my brother, uh, Courtney, man, you know, Courtney and brother Unk, the Amirat Squad, came through and showed a lot of love. Wherever I needed to go, I called on brother Unk and Courtney, and they was right there to get me, man. So that was peace. Oh, but, um. I'm not going to say I was surprised because the Red Pill always said, yo, these brothers love you out here. They want to see you. And um, the love and support just came from all over, man. Even when we went downtown, uh, Brother Unk and, and uh, Courtney took me downtown, and it was crazy, man. You know, we bumped in. The first oh, one we bumped into was Waka Flocka. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not, Brother Waka Flocka. Sardetta TV shouted at us out, man. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, man, it was just, it was a blessing out there, man. I loved it. I enjoyed it. You know, my family enjoyed themselves. I'm just glad um, you talked me into it, Red Tail, to come on out, man. And, um, yeah, it was just a beautiful thing. I mean, I even bumped into King Noble, man. Um, you know how my man Unk is. Unk is always the peacemaker. Unk is like, nah, son, come on, man. They just got to get to know who you are and this and that. And I'm going to tell you, I was surprised, man. The brother was humble. I was humble, and uh, we had a nice little cipher going on. King yeah, Noble. that's the last riff. Yeah, it was that's King Noble. That's the last riff in the community the, right there, yo. It, it was King right? Noble. It was King Noble. It was a <laughs> up in the building, a crazy more up in there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was all love. At the end of the day, it was just all love, man, and peace and harmony up in there, man. Oh, man. It was just peace. Man. The whole damn thing, hey, all day, man. Hey, Red Pill, hey, Red Pill. You know that's the last yes, real riff in the community of them two. You know that, right? That was the last, <laughs> that was the last, the last, last riff, yo. Ain't nobody beefing no more. The last Ain't riff. nobody beefing no more. Yeah, I, no, I, I, no, I, if King Noble and Sinetta could bury the hatchet, then this, it, it could be it's over with. around the world right now. It's over with. Yeah, right, right, angle, right angle caught their encounter on, on film, too. I got that on film. So that's going to be... Oh, that was... I, I told Sarnetta that video is going to hit 50 racks. It's going to hit 50,000. That's going to be... They're going to yeah, talk about I, I that. Got, right I got now. a lot of footage I'm getting ready to upload. The first of them upload is when Unc came to visit me at the hotel. So I'm already... I already got that loaded, cocked and loaded. So that's okay. getting ready to go up in a little while. So yeah, man. Hey, I, I, mean, I, I I'm telling you, it was it was like this when I when I first pulled in. You know, I live like an hour away from Atlanta. I'm actually moving in, into Atlanta in a few weeks. But when I first pulled in, um, we was down in the lobby, and 
people was gravitating towards what we was doing. We was down, like, doing a little bit of a show in the lobby, and we started filming, and we got a sister down there. She came through, powerful sister. She came through and spoke some. And uh, another brother, he was in there. He was speaking as well. And, um, you know, we were talking about, you know, uh, the relationship status of the community. Uh, we, we talked about different things, and then the next day it just moved right on into a positive groove like the, like the King Noble encounter. That, that was monumental in the way that it happened. I was over, I was over at Red Phil's booth interviewing him when, when King Noble first arrived to the, to the festival. And he walked through, and then I went, and then I left, I, I, I left there, and I went back to the uh, Sarnetta, and King Noble came, like, shortly after. I caught that on, on, on tape. I, I caught them talking. It was, it was uh, abrasive at first, but then it came down to, you know, at the end of the day, we as brothers, what makes us brothers is the ability to say differences that we have with our brothers. The, the, the fact that we are brothers should enable us to speak on differences we have and move forward and continue to do the same work we've been doing. We, no one has to change. We just have to work together. You know what I'm saying? And, and that definitely shows some of that. So King Noble on Sarnetta TV is going to be explosive, easy. It is. Hey, Red, where you at, Red, Phil? I'm right here, brother. Hey, man, tell them people, man, you got us kicked off the interview, man. Tell them how you did that, man. <laughs> tell the truth. Yeah, we almost made it. Between you and Sarnetta. Between you and Sarnetta, yo. Yeah, we were filming in the tent on Sunday, right? It was me, Ghetto Shaman, Courtney, Sarnetta, and Brother Ark. And um, I think Lord Cassius was, he ain't come yet. So we're chilling, and this white dude come up with a camera and a microphone and whatnot. So he's like, yo, he got the, you know, the microphone with the with the thing on it. It says Rock Radio or something, Rock 550. So he's like, hey, guys, I'm here from the radio station. You know, we're interviewing about Malcolm X Day. How do you guys feel about Malcolm X and what? <laughs> so Brother Off went in. You know, I ain't going to lie, Brother Off, you know, he must have took media training because he was well prepared for the media answers, like, no, brother, you know, we're here building black economics. This is this is cool. So I think he, he asked me a question. So, you know, I had to go a little bit in. So he was asking about, so, you know, Malcolm X talked about white supremacy and, and things of that nature. Um, you guys, well, how do you guys feel about white supremacy? So mind you, family, this is a, <laughs> this is a white dude from a rock station. And, you know, the, the, the aim is to get on TV so we can get our information out because up until then, you know, it was basically, you know, we, we wasn't in our Don Sterling territory. The Don Sterling of 145th Street had to come right out the back. He said, the hell with that shit. Y'all speaking in code. The white man is the devil. <laughs> Devil. The white man, he's just you know, on the button. Right after he said that, dude said, well, uh, I got to get up out of here, you guys. And <laughs> I got to get up out of here. Uh, uh, look out for the interview. 
Yo, I can't. I'm, I'm looking at. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at Bill O'Reilly this week. They're gonna have the hate, the hate produced part two, starring <laughs> on the TV. Know the ledge and brother Ankh from the Ankh the Rock Squad. Ankh, I wanted to ask you a question though. What's the question, bro? Being a brother that's been in Atlanta for you know mm-hmm. a few years and things of that nature, mm-hmm. and you know you've been doing right. your thing on the radio mm-hmm. and um, you know teaching classes and whatnot. How do you mm-hmm. see, and from your perspective, how do you see the rise? in the consciousness in the Atlanta area, which, you know, what's your take? Well, I can take it from my perspective, from a real black atheist perspective, right? I think a lot of the brothers and sisters is taught of believing in a bunch of spookism and a bunch of bull crap. And I think we're ready to really move forward and be an example for the rest of the communities around the world, letting everybody know that we can step up and change our community without praying to the spooky, spooky God. You know what I'm saying? That we can rely on our ancestors and ourselves to change ideas around the planet. I mean, we just ready for that. And I think that coming together with uh, House of Consciousness down south and the Real Black Acres, I'm Ron Squad, and of course you, you know what I'm saying, we're going to really make this happen because they just waiting. You know what I'm saying? The ball is there for us to grab by the horns. So I'm saying it, it, it's on and popping. You know, we're going to start having a festival, you know, every week. Get that marketplace pumping, man. That's what we. You know, that's what uh, that's, original people do. That's what we do. Commerce, baby. We want to do that. We do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know, right angle, right angle is very, very important. You cannot sleep on right angle, yo. I'm going to let you know, he had stuff very, very media friendly. He had the banners for Sarnetta very, very crispy. You know what I'm saying? The brother's on that's, his job, yo. Don't sleep on right angle, dude. dude. Trust me what I'm telling you. Crispy. Can I add something real quick? Right. Because on Friday right. show I was on I was on I was on this show on Friday speaking about the importance of our brothers and sisters that are listening to not only this show, but the Amin Ra Squad, um, Brother Sinetta T V, you know, all of the different broadcasts, all of the different lecturers that are speaking and I'm saying we were saying that we are calling out. We're not pleading. We're just calling out for the brothers out there that can aid and assist us in what it is that we're doing with our brands. Because family, this is a this is a business at the end of the day. The same way that you look at Fox and the same way that you look at CNN and all of these other media brands, we are all established media brands at this point. But there's no one man opening the door on CNN. He turns on one camera, turns on the next camera, turns on the microphone, hits the lights you know, cues it up. No, there's a room of people working together. So right angle, Brother Courtney, his manifestation this weekend and what I saw that he did to add on and to um, add on to the house of consciousness, is a, is a, it was almost like the manifestation of what I was calling for and what I was speaking about. A brother who has talent and skills, and he is adding on. He's not on the sidelines hating. He's not spectating. He's not mm. saying what Sinetta doesn't have or what he's not doing. He's adding on and doing it with the brother, and that's power right there. That's black power, family. And I applaud the mm-hmm. brother for that. I salute him. And I told him today when we were speaking, I said the same thing. Brother, pack your bags and get your ass down to Atlanta as fast as you can because we need you. You are, you are essential to this thing taking this thing to a to a, a multi, uh, another level where we're going to be in front of the multi-millions. 
So, yeah. It was I based off of trust, though, Red. It was, hey, Red, you know what was deep about it? It was based off of African trust, though. Think about that. Sarnetta, right, look, look, and Right Angle yeah. hadn't met each other. You feel me? And they trusted each yeah. other to handle some business. Listen to what I'm saying. People listen real closely, right? Get if we only have the heart to trust each other. Okay? Listen to what I'm saying now. Sarnetta's in New York. Right angles down in Atlanta, and they trusted each other, and business got taken care of based off of trust, and their word was they bond. So we that, could do that, yo. Yeah. We could do that. Trust me with that. They was they yo, trust no, yo, so he's practicing. You're right. I want to say that you're right, up because I didn't know I didn't know my brother right angle. Never met him. All we met was we was just corresponding through the web, through the you know um, social media. And the brother said, I need this, I need that, I need this, and, and I got it to him. You know what I'm saying? I got it you to went, him. You went and on my words, son. You took my word for it. it. You took brother my word for it. You took my word for it. It was all based off the word. You see how powerful the word is? I vowed yeah. for him. You took word. my word, and you trusted him, and he's been butter ever since with everything across the board. You know what I'm saying? Son, let it to you. Son, let it say, uh, I take care of that. What you got to do, I got you. Son, let it come right down. Take care of what he's supposed to take care of. Bam, 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 bam. Want nobody fronting. Money is commerce. You took care of the money. The business was straight. Want no flim flam shit. Son, let it was on the money with the cheese. Courtney was on the money with the cheese. Shit was just right. And when black people do that, regardless of what you call yourself, because at this point, when you're talking about commerce, it wasn't worrying about being an atheist or, or, or Sarnetta TV or more. It was based off of our words as men on this planet, and we handled our business. And I'm saying it was smooth. Trust me what I'm telling you. I'm, I'm going to be real. Like, you know, it was, it, was, it was us out there. It was us, and it was all about us. Yeah. It was all about us. It didn't matter what religious standpoint you stood on. It didn't matter what right. economic standpoint you stood on. Because, I mean, we all know how King Noble is with economics. He's, you know, he's against it. It still didn't matter. He was there. He said, he said what he had to say. Everybody was, everybody was spending money with each other. Everybody was enjoying each other's company. We had building sessions. It, it got heated, but it was still all love. No one, no one went away with a bad taste in their mouth from the entire ordeal. It was like yeah, we all came point. together to get these things done, and we got them done. Except for that white lady. Except for that white lady. Let me say this. I mean, you know, I, I want to say this about her, right? She had the best booth in the, in the entire festival. <laughs> She had the best booth Great. in the entire festival. And I don't mean the best booth as far as products or, or anything. I'm talking about location. Yeah. She was right next door to us. Yeah. Now, if you couldn't make no money in that spot, something's wrong. And obviously, there was many, something wrong. How many, <laughs> how many items did she sell the, that day? Not one. Zero. Zero. Yeah. Wrong color, wrong one. place. Wrong color, wrong and, place. And her, artwork, and her artwork was very good. I can't front on it. But once, once she told the people, people were in there because there were just flocks of people around our booth. So it was like she had the traffic over everybody. She had the traffic. So what <laughs> happened, when people would go in her booth and she would say that she was the creator of this artwork, now, now the artwork was black 
naked women. It was naked black women in artwork. And it was beautiful artwork. I can't lie. Now, once she told a, a prospect that she made that art, they got up out of her tent. They got up out of their tent. Korean can't sell black mean. people natural hair, and a white person can't sell black people paintings. That shit just don't make no sense. Now, that's one thing um, That's one thing that we definitely need to convey, and the people out there got that. But, w- but what we did was we set an example for blackonomics. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So we mm-hmm. set an example for that, not just to other people, but to ourselves. And everybody saw that example. You know what I'm saying? Like, now, yeah. Sarnetta came down. I, I was riding downtown with Sarnetta, and he was just catching footage of the city. And people was yelling at him throughout the window. Like, he was, he was out the window with the camera catching some footage of the city, and people knew who he was immediately. He was um, somebody, he said, right. Sarnetta TV. He had some people at the bus stop say, Sarnetta TV in the camera. Somebody at the bus stop said, yo, where's Seti at? Word up. That was, that was crazy, right? Yep. That crazy. was crazy. Yo, Red Pill, I had the camera, so I'm <laughs> filming. I'm like, yo, Sarnetta TV. I'm screaming out the window, and the dude looked, yeah. and as we were pulling off on the light, he looked and seen me and was like, yo, where's Seti at? Where's Seti at? <laughs> I said, oh, shit. I said, they told them down here, boy. They told them. Then when we we was pulling up back to the festival, and uh, he was out there speaking to some sisters from the Nation of Islam. Right. And um, he was just interviewing them real quick, just a quick interview, and uh, asking them what they were doing down there. They was, you know, they were suited and ready to go. They were passing out final calls. And they were giving gifts as well. The Nation of Islam was out there giving gifts. So, you know, uh, somebody was just walking past and was like, Sarnetta TV, I'm on you. I'm on it right there. I watch you every day. And it was just like, it was just automatic. It was automatic. Yo, brother, oh, uh-huh. remember when okay. we were driving? We was, I mean, you was driving, right? And we was trying right. to get in the barricade. The dude wouldn't let us in the barricade, right? right. So one right. dude started walking that was working with them. He was on the guard with them. So he looked. The security guard said, yo, man, you know who these guys are? What did he do? Uh, what did he say? He said, yeah, yo, let them in there, yo. He said, man, that's something. Hey, that. man, what's wrong with you? Let yeah. them in. <laughs> let them in, yo. What's wrong with you? But I told yo, you, put out the camera. I said, yo, we're going to put you on camera, yo, for being crazy. Put them yeah. on camera for not listening. Yo, yeah. I got to say, I got to say, uh, big honors, big heavy honors, and, and and blessings to the elder Baba Daruba Ben Wahad. He oh yeah. Through, he came through and spoke about his incident with the police brutality. I wonder how that went this Monday, man. How did that go? Well, they were on the they were on the news today. They was on the six o'clock news, and um, it's it's going down, man. They, they put the video of the cops. The cops said that he was being um, belligerent and abrasive with them, and they and they had to restrain him. 
and they didn't arrest him or anything, but the video shows something totally different. The video shows him sitting down just in a relaxed pose, and he's talking to him, and all of a sudden the cop just grabs him by his arm, picks him up, stands him up, and slams him right down by the brick wall, man. Mm. And, mm. and uh, you know, they were on the news today. Brother Kalanji was on the news with him. The lawyers were on the news. They did a press conference. And uh, it's, it's about to change the dynamics of how people – this is not just a march on Thursday. This is not just your, your regular march. This is something bigger than a march. Um, I think it's on Thursday, but we definitely got to plug that for the people that are in Atlanta, in the Jonesboro area listening. Um, okay. Are you plugged that, brother? Let me plug this, because we only got a little hour, and uh, Red Pill going to go into something else. Let me plug this. A powerful shout-out to the Zulu Nation, Cash is D. I got to give Cash is D a powerful shout-out. It started off <laughs> rough, but at the end, we needed his help, and the brother was there. You know what I'm saying? Right. So showing you, man, the love came through. That brother, what happened was, before he got to the park, he was already in something with another person over religion, and he was arguing over religion with this other um, dude. And so when he heard Unk going in, he thought Unk was defending religion. He didn't know that him and Unk were saying the same thing. So the dude, oh, Cassius D, just went buck wild. Yo, get the hell out of my tent. I'm a gangster. I'm a gangster. Get your ass out my tent. <laughs> Um, it's like, yo, man, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you talk about. It, it was just crazy. But um, at the end of it, it, it was all peace and love, and we came together. And just like Unc said, goddamn, at the end of the day, it turns out we needed the brother. That shit funny. You almost got beat up. And I hope you hear that. I don't care. You need to calm down. Right. Everybody keep it real. Let's keep it 100, yo. Trust yeah, me with that, yeah. yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He cool, though. Trust me, yo. He's, no, he's, he's a good Communication you know is the I mean. key, though. See, communication is the key. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad that we talked it out. And it's always a good example, man, because young Red brothers Red don't talk Red about Red it. Red they shoot Yeah, I'm going to share something with both with all of y'all. That mm -hmm. I'm in the process of putting together a lecture with Brother Ankh and Laura Cassius D out here in the A. <laughs> because I love the energy that yeah, I'm going to put y'all in front of the youth. You feel what I'm saying? I want I want to yeah. I want to get y'all in front of the youth because of mm -hmm. the energy and the frequencies that y'all have, and y'all speak the language of the streets. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And both of you brothers yeah. are powerhouses. That's what I was saying when I heard. I was like, now Lord Cash is D. That's not the brother that was walking right. And I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. that brother was wilding out. I was like, nah, that's the that's the big homie. And we had to we had to bring everybody together. And um, you know, it was some. It was some swords that were definitely sharpened, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, we are all no. in it together. Yeah, let me put this out there real quick, uh, Red Pill, if you, if you don't mind. Yeah. This Sunday, this Sunday, I will be in Philadelphia promoting the weigh-in because we got uh, Dr. Ali Muhammad and Brother Polite going in on the weigh-in this Sunday at 6 o'clock sharp. 
all right, and, and it's dealing with black, the culture, black. political, and economic liberation. What exactly is Islam? How it affects our people? These brothers right here are phenomenal. These two young scholars and warriors are phenomenal. Y'all don't want to miss this. Now, there's going to be a paid live stream, but I always say if my people support me, I will support them, and I give it up for free on my channel. I'm going I'm to definitely be live streaming, but I need some support too. That's one thing that King Noble needs to understand, and that is you can't have a movement, my brother, without no goddamn funding. We need economics, man. You know what I'm saying? How your people going to get on the train and be able to move forward when they need to roll out? How your people going to be able to buy food and, and um, clothes and shelter for your babies, for your children? We need funding, man. So we got to, I need you, Red Pill, to really talk to the brother. And you said, yo, the brother was getting ready to come around. So you got to talk to him because once he gets to understand that, that's that be a powerful dude. That'll be what a you talking about? Dude. I'm going to say, what are you talking about? Yo, I'm going to, nah. You nah, talking about King yeah. Noble? Was talking about King Noble? Nah. Can't yeah. talk to King yeah, Noble. No, 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 no. He, he not, no, I'm saying that's his mind. Yeah, that's where he at. We need him. We need him just where he at, yo. Yeah. Can't change him, yo. Nah, but nah, brother, nah. You don't need him where he at. Uh, I disagree with that. You don't need him where he at because he's ineffective like that. And hey, the people is not so. looking at him like that. The youth, the youth is not looking at him like that. You see what I'm saying? You catch more. Somebody like got waddle with the bum, Joe. You, you hear me, right? Somebody has to waddle with the bum, Joe. <laughs> Come on, man. Last but he did somebody has to dine with kings, no, and somebody has to waddle with the bums. Just telling you. Let me share. Let me share something that he said yesterday, and it made sense. King Noble said, "If the lights go out tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. If if this thing falls, if we wake up and the dollar doesn't sell, and this whole thing is in anarchy, his stocks will rise a thousand percent overnight because his phone is gonna blow up." Because he said this in the lecture that we did at the um, at the um, brother Nazi joint yesterday, And and I learned not to judge a book by its cover. Because I'm going to keep it real. Appearance-wise, and, and, and if you're just looking at King Noble, you're going to be like, shot. yo, what the fuck is... Yeah, it's like, shot. you know, it's, it's, a scary, you know, it's a scary look. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're judging the book by the cover, you'll be like, yo, you, you can't, you won't understand where his mind is. You won't notice his brother's so sharp until he opens his mouth. He is sharp. And he's shot. from Chicago. I understand being from Chicago, that militancy... And that, and that stand that he takes about being about, you know, the straight militancy, you know, I understand where it comes from, especially if you ever visit Chicago. Very militant out there. They're conscious. They, they take consciousness and militancy and merge it together. The brother was saying that he went and hit rock bottom. He went through abject poverty in order to learn how to live off the grid. He said he put himself through poverty in order to know how to survive off of the grid. He's developed technologies that will enable him and his people on how to survive with nothing off of the grid. And I say, look, there's a place for you, brother. You know what I mean? We all have our yeah, lanes. Maybe a- he, he is a division of the movement, definitely. You know what I'm saying? I would say he's somewhere part of the military survival training division. Because what he has done with himself is he has made a self-sacrifice. And he's made a self-sacrifice to understand how to survive in these trenches if something were to go wrong. He's but emulated a place. Like, nah, listen, listen, man. That's not wait, playing wait, wait, games. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Look, look, I, mean, I got I to gotta cut that because 
I disagree with you, man. When the white man turn off these fucking lights, dude, and turn off the water, do you really know how to survive? Do your people really know how to survive in these trenches? Come on, man. Yep, when they come yep, down, that's, what, that's what I'm saying, though. They, Let me finish. They do. Like, I'm saying that he's actually made a self-sacrifice, and he's learned, and he's taken himself through a self-training program where he has learned how to actually live with nothing. And he's learned yeah, and, he, and, he, and, and he's mastered living with nothing. So, like he bare said, bare minimum. I don't say nothing. Bare minimum, though, uh, right angle. He, he yeah, mastered minimum. living with the bare minimum. And but you most, have to respect the, that because when he opens his mouth, yo, is, you know this nigga ain't that we are very, The thing about this country is you have to understand that we are very spoiled here. We don't know it's what dependent. it's really like for shit to be really fucked up in this country. Mm-hmm. We do not know. We got running water. We have this and that and the third. What happens if it's not that? He he is putting himself through a self sacrifice. Now do I think do I think that people should join that and be on that? No, because I feel like us as Africans, we are great people, we are clean people, and we are a rich people. And what he is doing does not reflect on true Africa. Now hold on, whoa, whoa. Let me ask yeah, y'all this question. How many y'all how many of y'all on this phone have ever been homeless before? For longer than a week. Me, I've been homeless. How long? I was homeless for a month with my mother one time, and then as an adult, I was homeless. For how long? As an adult, I was homeless for maybe about three months. Well, not really totally homeless. I got a room at the Y. All right, and watch this. I think every African-American should go homeless at least for a month and understand what it means. I'm saying I was homeless for a whole year, and I went through a winter and a summer. There's a hell of an experience out there, and you learn a lot. Mm-hmm. And so when y'all hear me talking about compassion, that's based off being able to waddle with bums and dine with kings, yo. That's a powerful piece to bring. So trust me, my family can yeah. go fucking without. I don't think you got to do it all the time, but you must experience what it feels like to go without. They know what it's like to be outside. I used to live in a I vacant car in the alley, that. and anybody can tell you that shit. In the alley in a vacant car, and I had to survive with food, clothing, and shelter. My shelter was the car, you know what I'm saying? My economics was go ahead, get the cracks together. I also everybody on the block without nothing, make the money, and do what I had to do. But that was a hell of an experience for me. I don't mind not having water. I don't mind not having shit because I know how to get that shit. I can go up well, in the store and get about that. that. It's very should. important to do I that. I don't think that we should necessarily go homeless for a month. But I think we should do things that emulate survival training skills like the so-called white man takes his children um, um, hiking and he takes them camping like, and he does these sort of things. Okay, and but you're not... Type, right, you know, so I really think it's all about camping, though, bro. You, you think about what I'm saying. Absolutely. If you're in the city, you like camping, but you're in the city. It's the same thing. They do the same thing. It's the same, the same thing. thing. But I think that we should practice more of those things in our community. I think we should practice those things. That's why I like the Something Fresh event that's coming up, because it's an actual camping event. And you'll see a lot of different skills out there and people talking and building on certain things. And I think that's a good thing. Before I forget, though, um, the Something Fresh event, um, Red Pill, he put me on to that. Yeah, he he put me on to a fly this weekend. Where is it going to be at, Exactly. That's May, 20, May 23rd to May 26th. It's going to be in Moreland, Georgia, M-O-R-E-L-A-N-D, 
Georgia. That's my last name. Moreland, Georgia. That's outside of Atlanta. And um, the mm. keynote presenters are Juju Mama, uh, Supernova Slum, uh, Stickman from um, Dead Press, and uh, uh, The Pills, the Sister A Genesis, and a, and a whole bunch of other people are going to be um, featured presenta- uh, presenters at that event. It's going to be an outdoor camping event where we are all going to come together as a, as a community, a family, and, uh, you know, experience what it is to be out there in the, in the wilderness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I want to say this about the homeless thing, too. You know, the homeless thing doesn't, and, and uh, Aunt made a statement about wobbling with the bum. Now, my thing is, you know, no disrespect, but homelessness doesn't necessarily have anything to do with bum. You know, some people have hard times. Like me and my mother, we moved from Pennsylvania to uh, Sanford, Florida, and we had we needed help. There were certain things going on with a family member, and we needed help. And uh, we had to stay in a homeless shelter while a place in the project, while we were waiting for an opening in the project. Uh, I ain't talking about that, Courtney. I ain't talking about that, Courtney. But like as I was a, but I, I was just saying like there's some homeless people uh-huh. out there that doesn't reflect on being a bum. I agree with you. you know what I'm saying? I agree with you. But like, but then you you also have like homeless people like when I was by myself, I ended up homeless for a period of time, and I was out hustling. I was hustling and and I ended up having to get a room at the Y and and support myself until I could get on my feet. I did that, got on my feet, and it actually taught me how to budget my money. It taught me how to use the resources that I have. It taught me how to barter. It taught me how to help others that needed help as well. And um, it left me with some things that made me a better man and and turned me into the businessman that you find today. So I think it was very, um, it was very, I think it, I needed that. I needed that in my life because my mom came up. After we had our trials and tribulations, my mom came up. So, like, I look at what King Noble's doing. I look at what he's doing as, like, a, a self-training mechanism. And, it, and it, is a, it is needed. It is needed for us to know that. But at the same time, you know, you can wash yourself and clean yourself while you're out there in this, in this wilderness of North America. And you can do things so living off the grid that will so not reflect your appearance, will not reflect on your appearance. And... You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't think that, you know, we should be leading people to, you know, do certain drastic. That's drastic, not to clean and not to groom yourself, you know, at a certain level. You know what I'm saying? At a certain level. But, you know, it is what it is to each his own. But, I, you know, one thing I definitely agree with the brother is he doesn't hate anybody black. And, you know, some people look at criticism as hatred, but I, he does criticize a lot of us. Because we have yeah. a capitalistic mindset. We're trying to make some money. We're trying to capitalize off of our talent and the research and the things that we've learned and bringing information to the people and get money in the process so that we can continue to bring information to the people. And I think that that's needed as well because uh, you, can't, you don't know what Dr. Dre is doing with his billion dollars. You don't know what he's doing with his money. He could be putting it right into the community. You have no idea. So, I mean, we can't just beat on people that's trying to make money. That's ridiculous. That's un-African. That's, that, that is against everything African to be dirty and to not have money. Because if you study us in antiquity all the way up in today, 
African it was the African tradition to have versus to have not. And to be very clean. We all we were very well groomed, we smelled good and we, we will wash ourselves on occasion as Africans, as black supremacists. So I, you know, we, we that, it's, and it's very European to be filthy and, 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 and you know, you're with your hands being out in order to not have. That is, a, that is a European concept that came out of the Dark Ages. Facts. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not, you know, it's just facts. That's what it is. When you do the research, that is a European concept to be filthy and to not have. I agree with that 100%. So, so well, let, me, let me ask you this. So, so we let have to this. Yeah. Let me ask you this, though. Can, can we not agree that mentally, socially, spiritually, economically, we are at war, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. And so when you're at war, you need people in the field. Any war you fight, you need people on the ground. He's a grunt. They're on the ground. Remember, I was in the Marine Corps. I know what it's like to live outside for a whole goddamn month. The white boys do it. Yes. You live outside with shelter halves. You live in the woods. You wash up quick or quick bird baths. I mean, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And at some point, if we truly get our economics together, y'all need to know that it's going to be a problem. So you can't go into this thing like Black Wall Street did, thinking everything cool. You know, once because remember, remember they all leech off of us. You know what I'm saying? They all leech off of what we do. So when you get the economic base together, which we will do, guarantee we will do that. It's evident about the way we handled our business this week, that we got that mindset to do that. We got the mindset to argue and then come right back within the next hour, yo, and apologize and keep it moving. So we will get our economics together. So at some point, it's going to get real hard around here. So who can handle it? You know what I'm saying? Who can endure to the end? And I'm saying, is he just a good example of saying what you mean and mean what you say? He said, I don't fuck with the white man, and then he don't. It's minimal as possible. It's a good example. I like that. Indeed. I do, Can't too. get around that. Right. So, I mean, if that's what he can do, and then he got people following him. How do you manage to have people actually living with you, a group of people, like that? So, you know what I'm saying? That's Yo, we just gonna, That's power. We need, to, we need to send them rations. See, that's what a real a real cooperative economics is, where where he no, gets certain rations. You. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. not hard. I agree. I'm not saying you give him all I your money, but you, you know got to always get that nigga something, I, yo. You know yeah, what? For the family you, in Atlanta, we need to do but a you know clothing what? drive. Are you going to get rations and you banging on niggas? But you know what? No, no, when no, you no, really no, no, listen no. to him, he don't be banging like that. You know what he? You know what he represents? He represents correction and shit. Sometimes. Yes. Like I give you a better example. Watch this. Watch this. People was talking about just coming up to lectures and snatching niggas off stage. Right. <laughs> All right. If you ain't saying what you supposed to snatch them off stage, now I agree with that. Trust me, yo, beat them motherfuckers up. They tripping. King Noble come right back and say. But wait a minute. We do keyboard karate around here on black people. This shit was funny as hell, but he right. Bang on me with your words. Bang on me on the internet. But don't hurt me. I get that. Yeah. We got enough black on black crime. I get it. 
Me I and get Red that. Pill was having exactly. a conversation today. Me and Red Pill was having a conversation today, and I said, um, instead of brothers fist fighting, how about we send them through uh, physical competition as far as, like, obstacle courses and things of that nature. We deal with our people like that. Yeah. You know what's funny? Hey, Red. And hey, intellect. Hey, hey, Red Pill, check this yes, out. Sir. So I never know what the hell I'm talking about. You know what the hell I'm talking about. Recall about five years ago, we was all beefing. Do you remember that? I remember that loud and clear. Loud and clear. You remember that, right? Ain't you glad we handled it with the words and the keyboard karate? Think about that for a minute. We was all out. It was SETI, you know, BDP against the red, the black, the green, pill, the sardinetta. Now, y'all remember them days when them videos used to be cracking? They ain't seen that. They ain't seen how niggas really went. (laughs) 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 Trust me, they be on some light shit these days, yo. But we went all the way in. Remember that? Nobody lost their life. No one lost their life. And we all learned how to respect each other. You remember that? Well, goddamn, uh, what you, what you, you feel something about me, uh? <laughs> you remember that red pill? You got an itchy on the <laughs> Yo, I listened to that show the other day. I was like, yo, <laughs> we was wilding, yo. But it's important to understand that it's not the end of the world, yo, that we can have words, yo. Because if you really read the destruction of That's black civilization, he talks about what African warfare was about. It wasn't about killing your opponent. It was about outthinking them, right, and always giving them a way out. Go read that. Exactly. That's, and he said, and, I never, and, and, and see, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was just saying a perfect example of that is what you see the brother Sarnetta doing with the chess. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you see brothers come on the two fifth into you know what I mean? Like they come up the street screaming, I'm gonna kick your ass, I'm gonna bust you up and they go sit right at the chess table and start hitting the clock. Mind you know what I mean? Having mind wars. Yeah. People respect that. You got the youth, the youth will stop, right, Sonetta? The youth stop in the street with the with you know what I mean, they playing basketball, they got crowds sitting around watching these brothers duke it out have in mind intellectual warfare and at the end of the game they shake hands hug and everybody's jolly and laughing and whatnot that's what i'm talking about so and that's the debate represent though they do they do i I do you know what i mean i swear yo it's an outlet yo it's an outlet the older niggas just gotta move out the way now and let the young guns come up and duke it out you you feel what i'm saying like it's time for them to hit hit the thing and that's what we're doing down here. We're going to let the young guns get a band and, and, and blow off some steam with the right information and right knowledge, yo. Imagine we can keep, keep doing that, yo. It's way more better than just gunning each other down. You can't come back after a person kill you, yo. I know you probably think you can, though, Red. I know you got that like a, you know. My <laughs> <laughs> uh, brother Blue. Yeah. Let me ask you, is, brother, is there a 347 number? Is Brother Tahir on the line before we, we wrap this convo? Because I know he called earlier. Yeah, we got to bring Tahir in here, man. I, I, he did a powerful interview with Sarnetta, uh 
and the brother was the host. So I do want him to close out the convo for the night. Brother Tahir, here on 347-613. Peace, Brother Tahir. Peace, G. Peace, Peace. y'all. How, y- how y'all feeling, God? Peace to the God. Peace, Brother Tahir. How you? Man, Black right, African you. power, brother. Black power. Yes, sir. I, I'm excellent, man. I'm 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 in the building. Y'all, y'all, yeah, man. Y'all, it's good just listening to y'all build, man. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it sounds good to hear the guys going back, saying co-friend and seeing how far you come and setting goals for where we're going to go. That's that's excellence right there. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, you know, Brother Tahir, he hosted the Malcolm X, did a great job, um, and he had a co-host as well. What was the sister's name? Uh, Akua Taylor. Indeed. And she, uh, yes. Yes, she, and she was a good uh, And um, Brother Tahir, he made his rounds. And he stopped yeah, at yo. Sarnetta TV and dropped mm. some serious jewels. Word, and uh, I'm pretty sure Sarnetta's going to post that. Oh, man, you, you already know I'm going to post that up in a minute, man, tomorrow. The brother definitely went in, and I know a lot of people are going to learn something off of that right there. Yo, I just, yeah. just want to say, man, on the real, G, you know, and I, I, a lot of well, my, my homies, a lot of them say, you know, I shouldn't be like this, but I just want to be honest. Yo, man, when I see when I see my, yo, you guys are my heroes, G, all of y'all, man. I mean, I, I watch y'all all the time. I, I learn a lot from all of you, all your information. And um, yeah, man, when I just just to be in y'all midst and be and just be on man on Sinetta TV, you don't even know, man. Me and my wife talked about that all the way back to the back to my brother's prayer. I was like, yo, right. man, we just we just linked up with Sinetta. We met uh, the real black atheist up in this motherfucker. Like we <laughs> all these all these people that you know the pills I send them them my them them my brothers, but. I just met y'all, man, and I was like, damn, you know, that 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 was the that was the biggest cap for the weekend for me. I I was like, yes, yeah, you know, I, I didn't show people the picture I took, so I never like look at that. Why you met him? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, man, you know, it was it was a blessing for me, man. So good. Tahir, it's, it's a 360 with it too because. Yeah, remember, yeah. like like Brother Stickman and them said on stage in M1 that, you know, there would be no dead prayers without Tahir. Tahir yeah. is dead prayers. You know, so Messiah told me about the history with you, brother, how how you, that RBG flag that they fly, the dead press flag, you know, you, you, you got history behind that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so sir. some of the monumental work you've done in the community has fed us and given us a delight and given us you know, our strength and things of that nature. And what you're doing with the books, the Beats and the Rhymes Tour with Professor Griff, with Kalanji, with Black Dot, with um, the Ruby Selah, you know what I mean, with Soul Messiah and Sal Rock, going state to state to state, doing lectures and concerts. Come on, brother. Yes, that's, that's, like, that's, that is revolutionary. So we all working at different angles and ends for the same purpose and same goal. So everyone is my hero. All of y'all are my heroes. 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? Word. I respect hey, and I There you go. That's all the bomb right there. Why they ain't blow that up? Bird. Bird. Hey, hey, look, look, look. I told the brother, I told the brother that it was just... <laughs> I that bomb was missed. Y'all crazy, man. Y'all crazy. Listen, oh. I told that brother when I met him, I was coming out the, the, the porta potty, right? And we and we just bumped into each other, and he said who he was, and I realized who he was, and I told him that damn song that he wrote, that he put together, I'm an African. I told him that inspired me to do my first ever lecture to his coach, the children of uh, the children of Israel, and talk about religion. That shit inspired me. So he talking about he learned from us, man, shit. So that's some real 720 degrees. Think about that. That's a full goddamn circle right there. Word. That's, word. That's, that's, hey, that's real. But the, the hell the 360, because you end up back when you start. The damn 360, the full circle. The music, you know what I'm saying? The hip-hop inspire niggas to learn, and they go back and forth, yo. So we're all important, dog. So you, my damn hero, you tripping. I told well, you, yo. You can listen to all my songs, nigga. We reflections. That's what they say, right? Reflections, and I believe it, you know. I know that. So that's, yo, that's excellent. That's excellent. The truth. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and Tahir, I'm coming to Sanford. I got that Trayvon Martin lecture sitting in my hard drive, but they need it down there. I'm coming to Orlando. I want to I wanna drop that information for them brothers, for them warriors in Florida. Because remember, I go back and I always say, when you read the journals of Columbus, when you read the journals of Ponce de Leon and all of them, the, the description that they gave about the Indians that they encountered in Georgia and in Florida was copper tone, dark skin, long dreadlocks to the ground, gold teeth with tattoos on their face and body. Like I said, that's the me, niggas that's standing in front of me and Sunny Cold gas station right now. The Warriors have never left. Let me say something <laughs> You know about that gold key, you know, I'm, I, I, I was raised in Bo Key, which is Sanford, Florida. And I have a cousin named Steenie, and she's about 80 years old. Gold, all gold teeth in her mouth. Her father, gold teeth in his mouth. Like, that is something, that is an energy that has been resonating in that area for centuries. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. That's, that's real, yeah. man. Yeah. I, um, if you go to, if I you go to Bo, T, Bo Key, you'll see old heads with the gold teeth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody, yeah, that's, I that's think about, fact, when I was about 30, I think when I turned 30, that's when I got mine. Well, no, about 28, 28, around 28 or 30 years old, I think that's when I got mine taken out. Like, you know, but, um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, man, Every everybody, yo, man, from young, you start off with that one little cap, then you get your money up, then you get, you know, you get them all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you, and you ride that out until, you know, yeah, I got, oh, a, I got, yeah. A, I got some uh, insight from, I think it was Queen of Four, man. I was in Brooklyn, and she was like, you know, it's, your, teeth, your teeth can't breathe. She said something like that. And, you know, I, I was I was just, I mean, I was always around the consciousness, but I think I started really taking it in about that time. And so then, you know, I, I, I stopped it, you know. But, um, but yeah, man, yeah, that, that right there, that, that's hand in hand down here, Florida and Gold Tooth and, um, you know, in the lots. That's, that's. 
Yes, indeed. Well, let's let's yes, do this, indeed. family. Yeah, let's let's do this, family, because I want to transition into our show tonight. Because we're talking about Florida, and the guest that we have on tonight is a brother from Jacksonville, Florida, a legend. You know what I'm saying? This brother Diallo Sekou is um, a community activist. He's a moor. He has a garden and other things. What he's doing at this point is throwing his hat in the ring and getting into politics, okay? So we're going to bring the brother on. I'm going to go ahead and have I'm going to ask you, brothers, if you could stay on the show with us tonight. I'll, I'll be honored, you know what I'm saying? Um, if you want to, mute your phones, but we're going to have our brother come in, and then, you know, we'll be able to build with the brother as well and, yeah. um, you know, take this thing further. One of our own going into politics, that's what that's that's power and we need that right now. You know what I mean? That's another aspect of what it is that's missing in terms of us of collectively coming together and empowering ourselves. We need our brothers and sisters in some seats of uh of, you know, of politics. Right. Peace. No further ado. I want to go to caller from the 706-704. I want to say peace and welcome to our guest, Brother Yalo Sekou. Let's see. Peace. Peace, peace. My brother, peace. peace, brother. How's everybody? All is, All well. is well, brother. Be here, man. Peace. You know? The family is the building, you know what I'm saying? You got your brothers on the line, brother Aunt, brother uh, Right Angle, you got your brother Tahir out of uh, Orlando, Stanford, you got brother Shanetta, I mean, you know, and we also have our audience, KTL members, you know what I'm saying? The KTL audience is in the building, so welcome back to the show. Greetings. Uh, how is everything going with our brother? Everything's good, man. Do I, do I need to put my New York accent on? I mean, everybody's good, everybody's good, B. Thanks good, man. Thanks good. No, man, I appreciate y'all. Again, I always appreciate you uh, allowing me on your platform to be able to bring the news I can bring and build what I can build on. Uh, The brother that's in Orlando, I'm uh, I'm in New Smyrna this week, if you're still in Orlando. And uh, peace to the brothers, uh, Sonetta, Unk. Peace, Peace, brother. Peace. 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 So, power, brother. Peace. This is going on um, with me right now. You know, first we we do have the Summer of the Moors in August 2015 in Atlanta. And uh, what we wanted to do was, once we did the twice a year thing, we wanted to break it down to an annual thing, which would allow us time to be able to get work done and not so much of the uh, of the show, but more of the work. And that's generally the hard part. Same thing what your brother's talking about. Same thing that we're talking about. And I think the lines of communication have to stay open because we're so um, compartmentalized. Uh, I can't say that word for nothing, but we're, we're very separated. And we're doing the same thing in different corners. And the efforts can be a lot easier once we have a conversation on execution, execution of following throughout the plan. You mentioned uh, Destruction of Black Civilization. I've been promoting that book for the last (laughs) however long you can find me on the Internet. Start with Mm. page 321. 
because it was it was Dr. Chancellor Williams that 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 put that influenced Dr. Ames Wilson to put out Blueprint for Black Power, who influenced Dr. Claude Anderson for for um, Powernomics. These particular brothers, their books are not books to read, but books to execute. They're plans. The plans are right mm-hmm. there. That you can go as far back as Booker T. Washington, W. E. Du Bois, and they've been saying the same thing. Because they understood they understood the atmosphere of the environment in which they were in, the only way that we were going to progress, survive, create a positive and strong thing for our beneficiaries is to collectively and cooperatively spend and build amongst each other. Educate, spend amongst each other. Nothing else matters. No no one else matters but us. But when you have a media, when you have propaganda, multiculturalism, colorblind, all those who had color now are mixed in. There's a saying that says a solution for everyone is a solution for no one. Mm. This is why all these organizations that are supposed to be for us don't have our title. They don't have our, our nationality or, or African or black in it. It has something else. Power Action Network. Advancement for Negro or Colored Association. What What is that? That ain't us. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Nobody's claiming that shit. So anyway, uh, you know, we put the summit of the mall together, man. Basically, the blueprint is destruction of black civilization. It is a remnant of black Wall Street, except a conscious effort not to just re- reproduce black Wall Street, because those, pe- those people are all professionals. Them Negroes was cutting their own checks, Okay. They wasn't homeless. They wasn't begging. They was doing their own thing. Educated doctors, lawyers, and you had regular. You had the middle, the upper. You had all of that living in that one area. Plus, in the you know in the in, in the area that they're in, that's they had great resources. So, some of the moors, what we were doing, we was like, listen, we don't control not one aspect of natural resources. Not one. We don't control. Food, clothing, and shelter, three primary things. Let's start with the food, the most important. We can't do nothing if we ain't got food. Urban farming, set it up in the hood, and at the same time still be able to help those people who know nothing about that type of food. So the process would be called eliminating food deserts where we exist, right? And in that same area where we found those, where we placed those, those urban farms, we want that street. We want them houses on that street. Now you control the street. Now you move it over. Now you control another street and another and another. Now you got the whole block. And if there's a commercial crossing, now you have a what's called a, a, a um, an economic um, sector owned and controlled by you. The same thing you see on Broadway. Who controls the jury district in Broadway, New York? It's only one group of people. Dude. Right. And if you go on Canal Street, well, let me see. No, not Canal Street. If you go to Little China, who controls that district? Chinese. Right. 
So, I mean, and it's purposely done. It wasn't like, well, y'all, let's just all move to the hood and boom. So, in this instance, that's a, this is one of the things what the summit is about, but going to going to Atlanta and then 2016, New York City, L.A., Texas, and then maybe back to Florida every year to to move it to move it to the people and still but still doing the work. We aren't just moving to do the, the lectures, but moving to to energize that particular area before we get to that area. So before we get to New York, Sarnetta should be like, all right, boom, I know where y'all can go. Here it is. Boom, boom, boom. It's a whole block. We can go in and get this, da, da, da. Right? Red pill, same thing. So I'm in Jacksonville, Florida, running for city council. You had a question? Oh, no, no. Okay. Yeah, so I'm running for city council now, man, because we have to change. We, we know we have to have that 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 shift, and we can't wait for somebody to do the shift in folds. we got to go in and do our own shifting. This is why it's important that the only real politics is local politics. You understand? I don't know if you guys, if you understand what I'm saying when I say that's a saying, that's an old saying. It is because those votes count to those people that you're right there with that can control and pass the legislation daily that affects you. When you put your seatbelt on, when you jump on the train, the bus, your children go to school, your city council members, what they're called here, which controls, you know, one particular area of a particular part of the city, those are the people that you can elect. They can have some type of influence, but but they also help progress the city at the same time under the mayor. So it's like president and Congress. So the one, one thing I was talking about earlier about what blew about the local politics and just being active locally, you have to be you have to be active locally if you're in revolutionary, if you're a speaker, if you're a teacher, to be able to galvanize those people in your area to create a base. So if you're in LA, Philly, New York, Chicago, and we're all doing the same thing, we have a collective that is a united front. If we're all in if we're all in our perspective area saying that, well, we won't buy any more red hats. You have people around the country that are no longer buying red hats. And if we all say we want to start funding and putting together our own grocery store, then you have a collective because those people in that area feel the same way on the west coast, up north, down south, in the middle, the same thing. And it only takes that collective effort to move forward to execute that plan. Are you with me? Yes, indeed, brother. Right here. Okay. So anyway, man, uh, you know, when you talk about military strategies, you have to have somebody on the other side, somebody on the inside, somebody on the ground at all times. You can't take down a machine strictly from the outside. You need to know how it operates, especially if that's what's controlling you. Somebody else got to take control of it, make it do what it's supposed to do the right way for the people. 
because uh, the particular area that I'm in, man, there's no, there hasn't been any real progress on my side of town for the last 15, 20 years besides, you know, palm, palm trees in the middle of the street and uh, brick sidewalk crossings. No new town centers, no money put inside the infrastructures to bring uh, high-end shopping or, or even a moderate type of shopping for people. But it's all been going from the south outside the city. And even a Jaguar owner recognizes that. And I'm pretty sure it's happening all over the country. So we got to do a little bit more than just demonstrating. Y'all off quiet, man. Talk to me. I, I, I totally agree with you, brother. We just absorbing that info. Yeah, I'm listening to you, G. I just I was on mute and taking it in, G. Same here. I'm on mute. I'm I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm on mute. You know. All right. Well, listen. I could even go a little further, man. If you a little town like Sanford, Florida, and you had partners that can influence people around the country, even around the world, at any point in time, and say, listen, why don't 1,000 of y'all move to Sanford, Florida, in this particular area? And then that one brother says, here, you 1,000 people are now going to register to vote, and you're going to vote this person into office. Now you have real voting power. Yeah. And then you do the same thing, calculating around the same area. Not around the same area, but in different areas around the country. That's just that thing. You can take over your local areas, but you need to be taking it over to, for the humanitarian efforts to be able to progress this thing. The same way the Rockefeller snuck those people in, that area that they're not calling Israel. You understand what I'm saying? I I, I can feel that. I Even on an economic level, um, we can develop a, a market, uh, a, a conscious-based market every week and develop a database of vendors and then match vendors up together so that they can acquire and pay rent for building and storefront all around the same exact area. And we can continuously, you know, get storefronts all in the same area with these vendors matched up and then create and then integrate that same market that we've pumped up for years weekly in one place, have that whole entire strip as the market in about a few years. So This is what you do. You know, Let me help you out. Let me help you out. Instead of gathering a database, get them people together that want to spend some money and have the same vision as you. You save yourself a whole lot of headache. Well, get that's them people the, together the that, want, market, that want to cut the check the weekly, by your the area. Weekly market, the weekly market, I thought about that, and, and you could kind of like just go right to the source. But the weekly market not only goes right to the source by weeding people out, but it also shows us people that, that might not have enough money that can actually collaborate together as a whole and have enough money. We can take, we can take like how animals do in the wild. If, a, if an animal isn't sufficient enough to get enough uh, food at hunting time, the other animals all chip in to help that animal feed their family. And 
that is what we need to develop. And no matter what religions or no matter what standpoint we are on, we need to develop that form of camaraderie and brotherhood, sisterhood, and familyhood so that we can have those same three things that reciprocal from it, which is that food, clothing, and shelter. And we can talk a lot about a, a lot of other stuff later because what we are lacking in is practice and dealing with each other because it seems like we have an, a stigma on us or, or a stereotype on us that says we can't work with each other you can't get a bunch of brothers in the uh, same situation together without some fight jumping off. Or We have a lot of stereotypes that we need to practice with. And those stereotypes are just simply not true. That's not, it's not true every time black people get together, there's some type of drama. That's not true. That's really not true. I mean, that, that does happen, but that happens with other races as well. But we need to practice camaraderie, brotherhood getting money together, getting financially stable together on a level where we're trusting each other. We develop a trust. You know what I'm saying? And it's funny how, you know, it's not funny, but it's, it's, co it's a coincidence how the word trust does refer to money because in money you have a trustee. So you, you, we have to develop a trust with each other, and then we can get money with each other, and then we can move to different levels because, once, once we leave good taste in each other's mouth, so to speak, we can move on to other things. A lot of stuff that people are saying would be more believable. Like, yeah, we listened to these brothers, and it worked out. We, we got money. We all worked together. He didn't screw me over. I didn't screw him over. We worked together. And, and then we'll be more apt to listen to a lot of other suggestions. And we'll be able to do more things as a whole, like even brothers like King Noble. We'd be able to fund him, even though he doesn't deal with the white man's money himself. But we can deal with it. We, he can be a division of our system because he doesn't hate black people. He doesn't hate anybody black. He just hates some of the things that we do. And we hate some of the things that he does, but so what? We can still get this money. We can help each other and get to a certain level because just like you said, in order to take out the system, you have to be at every, every point of that system so that each division can have a point of view of that system from the bottom, from the side, the top, the other side, and even on the inside. So what we're, what we're looking at here is we're dividing ourselves, but, yeah, we're already divided. We, we divide ourselves ourselves. But at the same time, that doesn't mean just because we have different divisions we can't work together because Walmart, when you walk in Walmart, they got different divisions. They got sporting goods. They got the baby spot. They got the grocery spot. Those are divisions. They all work together, and everybody comes up to the front of that store, and they spend their bread, and that bread never comes back into our community. That's what we need to create. One thing you have to look at is, Finding a common denominator. No matter whatever, no, no matter what the titles are, we got to get beyond the titles because we don't we don't have a lot of time. Um, some of us are getting old, like myself. I have children. I want to I want to be able to secure a conducive environment, businesses, economic systems for my children. 
but they don't have to try to recreate what I've done. And what I want for me, I want for you. I've always said this. I've always been that way. That's just that's just African consciousness, period. Now, we figured out a way. We, we have already figured out a way. It's very simple, man. If if you find you have the people that's with you that want to do it, you simply do it. You can't wait you, for those who want to keep teaching, keep teaching. But in the meantime, we got to let the builders build. You understand? You want to keep on teaching, you keep teaching. But in the meantime, some of us got to cut checks and get some shit done. You understand what I'm saying? For the mm-hmm. amount of time, for the amount of time. There has to be people that are sitting down like engineers developing our plan, and then there have to be those who can execute those plans. Those people who execute have to be highly qualified in the area in which we need them. You understand? We can have great ideas and concepts of money, but I mean, I, I, I can't build a computer. I need to get somebody on the team who can build a computer. Not just because I, I want to, you know, we know that's a great idea and a concept for the youth, but we got to get the qualified people in there. That way, we'll guarantee stability in our vision and not something that will flop overnight or in two years. But we, we are investing in our future. So when we go buy streets, that's what we need to be doing, buying up streets, buying those businesses around those streets, securing that area, and putting the people in there that are just like us. Mm. I agree. That's you know what? what I'm saying. That's definitely what I'm saying. It's not you know what's funny? Doing. All you got to you know do is funny? do it. You already got the blueprint for that. All you got to do is just look at the Korean. I mean, so I'm to take uh, some Korean uh, shopping centers. And uh, as a matter of fact, so I'm to call one of them Korean buses. And they, they, they had some throwaway couches in their lower office that they called the bus station. It really wasn't a bus station. It was only a bus station when you made it a bus station in your mind. Right. <laughs> and they did that. The bus <laughs> right. the economics. And, and, and we talk about separation. That ain't true. We, you'll find the real black atheists in Walmart. You'll find them more in Walmart. You know what I'm saying? You'll find a black Hebrew Israelite in Walmart. We all go shop together and spend our money together with other people together. So, <laughs> don't care about the titles. <laughs> so, and that's you know what I'm saying. That one, so, go ahead, brother. And I was just going to say, man, one of those reasons is because we don't have other, any other options. Right. We talk about boycott, uh, Winn-Dixie, Publix, Kroger's, Walmart. Where are you going to shop at? CVS? Yeah. Walgreens? Where are you going to shop at? We have to start developing and building our grocery stores to be like franchises today. Not That's right. Down on, we, can, we can build, get paid today. Our children can run it. Their children's children can benefit from it. Yeah, in the same area. They came yeah. in, and look what they did to Harlem. When Clinton went in, Harlem changed overnight. And a lot of a lot of that a lot of that is because I'm gonna break it down. Real, I'm about to go back to the local for you, and I'm gonna put this charge on every person that can hear me today. Don't complain about anything in your neighborhood if you're not a part or if you have not created a neighborhood improvement association. 
because those are the first people to know about the new legislation that's getting ready to come down your street, down your block. It's those people that are organized on those streets that know who the dope boys are, the transvestites selling ass at night, the badass kids that's, that's uh, breaking in people's cars, or it may just be a good, decent neighborhood. But it's that voice, it's that unified voice on that particular street or that block that tells the city, this is what we need, this is what we want, and this is what you're going to do. Or we won't allow this particular thing to come in our area because we don't want it. So we have to be a part of these these local organizations, create them, control them. Then you are now, now you have a hand in the legislative process. These people can't just do what they want to do. They're servants. You got to put them to work. And then you don't need them to do what you can already do for yourself. Because if you organize a neighborhood association, guess what you can do to the neighborhood? Everything that's owned by the private citizens, you can do. Everything that's with the city, you make them do. Mm. Qu- question, my brother. Go ahead. Question. Question. So you, you so you running for office? I am. Huh? Yes. I think that's a great idea. Guess what? What, 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 what party are you going to Say it again. What party are you going to run for? Any particular party? It's not a Democrat. Party what? Democrat. Guess what, brother? Guess what, brother? We already got a real black atheist who, who's in charge of the party. I'm going to definitely get you in touch with him. He's an expert at the situation. You see what I'm saying? He definitely okay. help you out with his contacts, brother. All right. See? Very easy. Very simple. That's some basic one-on-one. He organized a whole party for black people, right? Plain and simple. Dealing with the Democrats. With it. He can help you through all the pitfalls. That's what he do. Yep. And he in our group. So, I mean, so he can knock a lot of, lot of guesswork out for you. You know what I'm saying? A lot of things you might think might not. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and that's what we got to do. You know what I'm saying? But if we, you know what I mean? So you put out the call, and so those who know got to step up. That's some basic right there, yo. And I applaud you for that. Appreciate it. That. Thank you. Yep. You're going to get a lot of well, fools talk crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why are you doing well, that? Because if you don't do that with a mindset to help your people, then who's supposed to do it? We already know you got the mindset to care about your people. If you're not in those positions, then what? Somebody else will be in those positions. Thank you. If you so don't pick up your culture, mm-hmm. you don't pick up your culture, somebody else will pick up their culture and embrace it as if they're their own. And then you will refer to them as if they gave you the information. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to be in a position of power and control on every yeah. level of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm gonna get in touch with Red Pill, and we'll figure that out. You know, and put my man, man Mike, contacts so y'all. Go ahead and just build a little bit, man. Because I think he's been running the uh, organizing the party for about at least, I think maybe three years or something. He didn't have no no black people in the party in this area, and he just you know just formed the whole party. What area? If you it also I'd like to uh, if, in, um, if you don't have if you don't have a local brother 
I, I wanted to say this real quick. If you don't have a local brother for your campaigning material, as far as your promotional or campaigning material, if you don't have a local brother that you already use, you can always uh, call Brother Red Pill and get my information. And I, I do understand, man, a lot of us don't believe in the, the politics or or voting or any of that. I definitely, trust me, I definitely know where that comes from. But here's something I want you to know about, too, when it deals with the local thing, the local power. If it mm-hmm. wasn't for people like Malcolm X, El Haj, Malik El Shabazz, who dealt with his people locally in Harlem every weekend, he would not have the base that he has. The universe is based off of internal and expansion. It does not start from abroad and goes in. It starts from the inside and it moves out. So when we talk about starting a power base, you got to start where you stand, your, yourself, your house, your street, your neighborhood, the city, your state, your country, your nation, your, your diaspora. That's just the bottom line. Without signing all, you know, that's just where it has to start at. The natural order thing starts where you are. And I guarantee you, Sarnetta gets results because he's where he's at. He built his base where he's at. Most most brothers and sisters, abundant child is where she is because she's where she at. She built her base where she's at. We can name them. We can go on and on and on. And see, the one thing about being a community activist, that means you're dealing with your community, which means locally and abroad, but mainly locally. So if you do any one of us so-called conscious African black revolutionists, black, black, black atheists, if we want to run for office, we got a chance. Why? Because the people behind you, because you're making efforts to progress the people, to empower the people. But you got to make sense. what you're doing we have to be professional we have to be diplomatic look what lineage we come from we're not fools we are the civilizers we are the politicians we are the servants it tells you that in destruction of black civilization when those people went to those universities when those high priests went to those schools the high priests were the lawyers they were the politicians they were the they were all the public officials, and they were also just regular yes, guys. Mm-hmm. But they knew their job was for the, the, the upliftment of humanity, the progression of the people. The high priests were. They didn't just sit back in the cut, point fingers and talk and rant. They put in work. Don't nobody want to put in work these days. It's easy to talk, man. That's that sprint. This real shit is a marathon When you talk about progression It takes years To develop and execute Niggas ask me You still doing farming? Yeah I'm still doing the farming It ain't going nowhere <laughs> You have You know you talk about put one in each state It's going to take time, money and resources The one we got in Florida Still bumping While everybody else Has moved on the checkerboard They don't jump 15 different spaces in one year. Completed one mission. <laughs> mm. 
Mm-hmm. You see, you, you yeah. look back at a cat that you know five years ago, that nigga ain't going nowhere. You could name, we could name twenty of them. We could do a whole, we could do a whole show on where are they now? <laughs> <laughs> what have they done in the last three years? You understand? Oh man, get one thing done for your people, man. Put something out there that is sustainable. Something that empowers, something that is close to food, clothing, and shelter, and mm-hmm. just the economics. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I always say that's uh, true African spirituality, uh, food, clothing, and shelter, and that's why I uh, created the mindset of real black atheism, because in real black atheism, there's nothing coming to save you but yourself, and if you have to participate in the politics of your neighborhood, you must do that because... Nothing that you can pray for is going to change that. I was raised in a Jewish uh, community, and they were heavily involved in the politics, whereas though in the black community, the Jewish community would have a red light on every corner, right? The black community would have some half-baked fake stop sign, right? <laughs> so you constantly get kids hit, whereas though right. in the Jewish community, you would have to stop at that light. But you, you only can get a light by politics. I'm going to tell you right now, a simple stop sign takes politics. Right? Anything you get in your community takes politics and certain money has to be allotted to that certain thing that you want. But it takes a group effort of people that look like you. And so you know we call it politics, right? But the reality is if you have somebody of your kind, right, with the mindset, right, then it won't be a politics because you'll get in there and you'll decipher the tricks and bring us what's real. And I've always said it. I said if you're more right, and you deal with law, I never understand why the Moors didn't handle the politics of our community. I never could get that. And now you stepped up, brother, and I got your back on that. Watch. Watch this piece I sing you. Okay. Trust me with that. What's your name? Brother Unk, God Killer, Real Black Where you at? Where you at? I'm in Atlanta. All right, now. I'm watching you. You ain't got to watch me. I'm going to see you. Hey, it's number five hours, baby. I'll be there. <laughs> I got you. You want to know how to, you wanna know how to de- de- develop a party? And please. Well, you know, it's, 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 something, it's something outside of what I'm doing. It's, it's, you know, a few, few people have already kind of developed, but that's, that's going to be down the line or eventually soon. But for the one that everybody knows about, this is the part I'm running with. And, uh, you know, when you said about the people that know the laws, for example, it, it is it is the community that gets things done. When we look at, see, most people are disconnected because they're, they're, they're stuck, they're, they're so far into this virtual world now that is not real. But in the meantime, <laughs> there are neighborhoods that are basically owned by seniors, our grandparents, okay, and they feel like prisoners in their homes because the people my age are kind of soft because they let the young boys run wild and, 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 and put a whole bunch of fear in the hood. It's more of us than it is them. These are our children. Yep. Remember, yeah. we're not just to sit. When we civilize, we ain't sit down with just no damn books. You understand? Mm-hmm. We, we, we have information to be able to talk to people and bring it down and put them in a particular position to shift their mindset. 
these efforts really do have to take place. Like, you got to get off your ass, put your concrete, put the feet to the concrete, and talk to people. It is a missionary work. And that's that's not for everybody because everybody can't do it. Niggas just have to just go to work going on. And tell my child, I don't want to do nothing because them niggas crazy. They don't want to do nothing. So you let them, you let the ones who don't want to do nothing don't do nothing. This is no season for convincing. This is a season yeah. for building. Yep. If I got to convince you, then you ain't the one. <laughs> if I got to convince you, Jesus ain't going to save you. You ain't the one. If you can't see the condition your people in, I mean, you can't see. There's a (laughs) lot of disconnect. We are very disconnected. From reality. (laughs) From reality. I can remember being in school in Tampa back in in 91 and can remember the Haitians trying to come over here (laughs) on rafts, man, on rafts, and this country turned them around. And there's people coming on rafts from Cuba. And they didn't get turned around. And some of the people are doing great. <laughs> they, got, they came over here on a raft. <laughs> you understand? Of course, there are benefits for the immigrants. But you got people right here in it who still can't. <laughs> and, and I'm going to tell you what this reminds me of. If you ever seen 12 Years a Slave? Mm-hmm. When the brother, the brother who was kidnapped, the, well, the, the star who was kidnapped was saying, he was sitting in a circle of about four of them. He was like, man, we got to get up out of here. And other, the other brother said, man, you wasting your time. These niggas are born slaves. Mm. <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a genetic makeup where you can feel like you're wasting your time, but the deal is this. Our job is not necessarily to convince, but to build a conducive environment where we can thrive. If you God or if you God killer, I like to use a metaphor of the, the gods that build Genesis so that a, so they can build a sustaining life force that created other life forces. This is us. We're basically mm-hmm. that plasma reduplicating, but we are we are an intelligent force that has to have to start working in a unified effort for survival and beyond survival, so that we can deal with the people in South Africa. South America, Europe, and bring our international connections in. Because now you have you have you would have a little bit more worth on the global scale. So you know we talk about Africa, but we got to make the connection. We got to make sense. We should have we we should have got the bomb after he said global scale. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely feeling you, brother. You know what I'm saying? You are on point. You know, it, it's almost like a continuum of the conversations that we were all having this weekend out here in Atlanta. You know, um, mm-hmm. you you just wrapping it up and you making you politic you making it political which is something that's well needed at this point. Like you were saying, this is about network building. This is about building the networks. Each one of us on this line has networks of over 10,000 people that listen to us and watch us and, 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 and learn from us and, and, you know, eat from the, from the food of thought that we put out. So by coming together, 
we'll okay. we will demonstrate what is known as the formula that they use it in social networks. Social networks were created to create to connect networks. That's why Facebook has exploded. That's why YouTube and all of these places they are networking. They they they're built around network building. They're social networks. So mm-hmm. anything else at this point that's going on is breaking up the networks or is trying to separate the networks is going against the original, the organic plan of networking. Okay? You have to weed out all of those um, agents of separation and, um, you know, uh, dissection or whatever and begin to focus on those networks that are willing to come together to strengthen each other because what? There is strength in numbers. That is a golden rule. That's not something that we created in this era. The strength is in numbers. So by having, like you said, by being able to command 10,000 people in the neighborhood, because, look, I'm going to coin this phrase. Uh, the brother Inky shared it with me, brother Nazi as well, but Atlanta's feeling like the new Harlem to me, okay? Harlem is not Harlem anymore. I, I'm, I'm really sorry to break it to the family, you know? <laughs> Harlem is not Harlem anymore. That, 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 that's gone. You can't even say that it is what it is. Sarnetta with the House of Consciousness and all of the brothers on 125th, they're the only ones holding that whole thing up. If they wasn't on that block and, 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 and anybody that lives in New York could tell you, when them brothers don't come out, 125th Street is a tsunami. It's washed up. It don't even look right. That element of black power, that element of consciousness that they interject in that area is one of the last vestiges of consciousness that's holding that area up. What I see in Atlanta, on this ground right here, is the New Harlem, or the potential to be the New Harlem. This is the renaissance right here of consciousness. This is the hub. We came back to Grandmama's house from the cities and whatnot. There's an exodus taking place, and it's going into the south. So what Brother Seku is doing in Jacksonville, Yo. Yo, yo. Real <laughs> Think real put a glitch in the matrix. And then vaporized out real quick. You know how you know how red do. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> crazy, yo. Yeah, we're gonna get that we're gonna get that economics piece together, yo. Not hard, yo. No, nobody's system that they have tell you not to have food, clothing, and shelter, yo. <laughs> Strength in numbers, yo. Basic principle in nature. The ecosystem is based off of parts and parts working together, yo. And all them parts don't got to be the same. They just got to work together. I tell you what, man. Let me let me make sure I get y'all back down to Atlanta in August. Not this August. Hello? For the summer. Yeah, hello? Yeah, I'm in yeah. Atlanta. Go ahead. I'm in Atlanta. Did my line get cut off? I'm not sure if the family, if, if y'all nah. was able to hear me. My line, yeah, my you line got, got You got clipped, vaporized. So. They can't beam you up out of there, yo. Oh, damn. Okay. Where, where, did, where, did, <laughs> I, where did I lose track? You got them crystals on your fingers, yo. Brass <laughs> 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 jewelry. That shit worked for real that time, yo. <laughs> 
know. You already know. You already got that power grid on your hand, yo. I got a, a whole power grid. But all I was yeah, saying, nice. what I was saying is that I see Atlanta as the new Harlem. You know, Atlanta to me, that what I'm seeing, that the seeds that I'm seeing being planted, and the energy and the potential that this area has, it definitely has the potential to be the let's just say the Harlem of the South. This is the hub right here. And what the brothers doing in Jacksonville can easily be replicated in all of these different small country, these small areas in the country where we can begin to take back these small towns. Like the brother, God bless his soul, out of, um, it, it was Alabama where he was the governor, correct? Yeah. Who? Uh, you know. Who, Lumumba Chokwe? Yes, sir. Lumumba? That was Mississippi. Yes. That was in Mississippi. Yeah. You know, so the great exodus has already took place. Our brothers and sisters are going back to grandma's house. They're leaving the cities. There's an exodus taking place, and we're coming. We're all coming back to the south. Yeah. So we have to gain political power, like the brother was saying, through our networks. The networks is the importance. We all have influence over thousands of people separately, and the key to it is to join our networks together you will see your power and your numbers grow exponentially overnight versus separatism and people breaking up the fractions of a fractal because what we still the 5% it's still us against the, it's still us against the 95 or the 85 so we have to be wary about how we utilize uh, coming together within that 5% because we could grow that 5% into 50% So, like the, like I'm saying, I'm on deck with you, brother. Stay cool. I'm on deck with brother Aunt. I'm on deck with Sanetta. I'm on deck with everybody who is on a mission to uplift fallen humanity and to show and prove in real time, like right now, that the black gods are here to stay. Oh, that's real funny. Y'all know what's funny? No, no, no. See, see, see. You gotta understand. God killer don't can't kill you can't kill God, bro. But you can definitely kill the myth and them fake ass gods. Well, I day. already know what you yeah. You already know I know what you doing, brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you really you know got You got in because you taking down that false god and putting the the real one back. And this is what back I also said. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. we in the Bible belt right now. Yeah. Yep. The Bible belt. Of and, the, and the, the power of showing these brothers out here and these sisters out here, that the, my main thing is this. This is my, you know, you're you going to come in and, and other brothers going to come in and do what they do in the cleanup. I just want to change that face on the wall to a black Jesus, at least. Just, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If, if, if we can leave with that, then it's mission accomplished. At least change mm-hmm. the face on the wall. If you're going to be religious, just let it be black Jesus. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. That's definitely a class and a school and a step, and we all on this phone went through that step. But I'm just oh, hoping yeah. sometimes some people can graduate from that step and they become the Jesus that's on that wall. Of course. Of course. You know I mean? And I tell you what's a good thing, what everybody can do right now, everybody won't talk shit, right? I just say everybody to take a DNA test. That'll tell you who you belong to. I bet you we all be end up at coming from the same place at the same time. See, that's what's real. Go use that modern-day science, right? Go take that blood, because it was always in the blood. The Bible, all it always told the bloodline. Well, let's see. 
See, that, that'll get it all straight. See, to see that blood will put us all together, and we just have to shut the fuck up and just work. <laughs> I don't know why I want to do that. I don't know. I'm a raw squad, dude. We all took the DNA test. We ended up at the same spot. It was funny. From Ish, and we all got different titles on different shit. At the end of the day, the blood ties together. It was funny as hell, yo. I said, just say, wow. just take a DNA test. If you're a cowboy and an Indian, it's going to show in your blood. If you wash a towel, it's going to show in your blood. If you're a Hebrew, it's going to show in your blood. If you're a Muslim, it's going to show in your blood. Because black people might lie. White people will lie, but then they don't lie. Mm. <laughs> That's nice. That's a bomb, man. Yeah, another one. Yeah. He's with my drone control at, man. My dude ain't that on shit, the drone tonight. He ain't on nothing right now. That, that shit is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that's real talk right there, though. Yeah. And I swear, yo, my family told me I had the Indians. I kid you not. There's a legend in my family that we were connected to the Indians, the Blackfoot. And I took the test show, and I had to tell my grandmother that's not the truth. <laughs> made a mistake. <laughs> made a mistake. I mean, it was the truth. Because black people can have long, black, straight hair and, and just be African or be for their name. Let's get rid of that name. Be for that name. Black people can have certain facial features, right, and still be that original because we are the blueprint of humanity. I refuse to leave being the blueprint of humanity. The red pill, no, we super niggas. If need be, we go to the cold and we turn white. If need be, we go to China and turn Chinese because we super niggas. Super niggas. All day. <laughs> what, what human oh. on the planet can be every race? Oh. Yeah. So when so when my man brother Inky be talking about the white man is not from us, then you making the white man original. He's not original. Oh, uh, he's a fragment from the peripheral. You can't you make the white make man white original. White man an original man. Yeah. He's not that. He come from where he come from. He come from super nigger. He's a mutated form. He's a mutant. And modern day science tells you he's a sickly mutant. And no one can now, say now, that he's now. not because modern science say that. Now, I want so to I wanna add on to that real quick. And to say that the white man comes from the black man is not to say that the white man is a higher evolved part of the black man, like they're more evolved. That's not true. What it is is a different, it's a different variation because... Black people come in every color, and white people only come in one. It's a loss. To be white, you're at a loss because you live on a sun planet. You feel me? So if you're living on a sun planet and you're designed to deal with the cold, then you're really out of place. Oh. So it took a titanic They definitely come from us. The but they had a loss. They definitely come from us. But then if they come from us, that means that we have a lineage, that they're part of our lineage. And the thing about it is we, they have separated themselves away from us with certain actions that they've taken, that they've taken part in throughout human history. 
It's a lesson the in that for us, though, right, Angle? Actions that are still being taken place. Now, I'm not saying that every one of them has this mental notion. However, there is a system being controlled by a so-called white man that is that has the foot on our neck, and that's a choice. And it's partly a choice because we are indigenous people, but it's also a, a money choice. It's also a money choice, but we have to make our own money choice. It's we a lesson in that, Courtney. We're not judging by skin color no more, Courtney. That's right. We're not going to do that because you can have black skin and shoot the shit out me. Last time I've been shot was by black people. Okay? So your skin color don't move me. Your works move me. What you do as a human being move me. And I got enough sense not to allow, right, other people to control my resources. They had a chance at it, and they fucked up. So we won't be letting white people control our resources. We want to sit at <laughs> our resources at the top. That's why, for the record, right, not trying to start no shit, but that's why Brother Unk is not a Muslim, Christian, or Jew, because although you will find black people in all those disciplines, you will not find us sitting at the top of the resources that's of those right. disciplines. That's why I can't do it. Ain't got nothing to do with God. And all to do with food, clothing, shelter, and resources. That's my point. That's right. And so we're going to give thanks to Brother Wesley Muhammad. You know what I'm saying? He talks about Black Arabia. But ain't no nigga going to run their resources over there, regardless. And that's basic science. Ain't no African going to run the business affairs of Israel. In Palestine and Judea. That's real. So let's just man up, woman up, right? Get together. Get our marketplace going because that shit was powerful this weekend. Let's spend money. The people that opened the festival was black. The people that set the booths up were black. The people that had security was black. That shit was so black that I was downright fucking comfortable. <laughs> we don't know what I'm talking about. Yo, this feeling was mutual. Everybody was comfortable. Everybody comfortable. was comfortable with everybody. It was people that had differences with each other, was comfortable with each other. I seen brothers and sisters. I got the footage. I seen mm-hmm. brothers and sisters standing together, especially when Dead Prez was on. It was brothers oh, and man. sisters that was out there that had differences and all types of shit. <laughs> Even all the cameramen were getting along together. Wasn't nobody in nobody's way. Everybody wow. was getting their shit on. It was yeah, just... And when the cameramen get together, on, you know that's a whole other kind of energy. That was a serious day. That was a yeah. serious day. And you know what I want to I want to say this about Sunday. Sunday was thick. Even yep. though we had the rain, it still people still was out there. Like fuck the rain, we out here. Yep. The shit said rain or shine, and the people was out there. Rain niggas can't read. Shine. Niggas can't read. See, if <laughs> niggas read, they'd have been out there rain or shine. Like since when did we run from the rain? When did we become white people? Exactly. Where the elements shut you down? <laughs> because when I was hustling in the street, it was rain, sleet, hail, shine. Niggas was on that corner, dog. We That's don't right. melt. We're original people. 
We're indigenous people. We fuck with the elements. We get we we love the rain like we love the sun because without either one you die. Let's talk. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I tell you what I really loved about the weekend when you see the white person, you be like, they don't fucking belong here. That's funny. They was yeah. made to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And we didn't have to cuss them out. We didn't have to fuck with them. They, they just were straight out uncomfortable. Yo, that was oh, yeah. crazy. And nobody said nothing fucked up to her, nothing. They just showed her ass real quick. Right, right. For what? Called you. She came no over one, and I said, didn't he call no me? I said, why did like, come over and talk to about it. Like, it wasn't nope. even a conversation until, like, people deal. was leaving. Like, it, it was just, like, second nature. Like, people... It didn't, no one even thought about it until, like, it was over. Like, yo, sure he didn't make no money? I asked her. I was like, how did you do out here? She said, I didn't sell a thing. I ain't sell a thing. I was uh, thinking like, Red Pill set that up. I thought Red Pill set that up and put it next to the booth with me. You know, goddamn well, yo. How in the hell she get <laughs> me and me? <laughs> out of all the people, I say, why is Courtney? She's going to come right over here and stand in front of me, start talking, and they was going to take pictures and swear I was fucking with that one girl. Remember I said that? And she <laughs> came right over and stood right. I was like, man. And then she started talking about uh, uh, um, the Duke of Tears. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> because she messed with the Duke of Tears brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling y'all. Yeah, you got set up. Yeah, he said <laughs> so I'm just saying, yo, that's just funny, man. But we going we need to have another one of them festivals. We need to have a constant barrage of festivals and get the people in the community to come the fuck out. That's a good old-fashioned black party, man. A good old-fashioned black party. I'm telling you. Right. Yo, Brother, um, check stay it cool. out. Oh, okay. I, I just want to add on that that spot is just a park. Right. That's a city park, and there's hundreds of parks in Atlanta. So all I'm saying is, and this is where this this is is, the brothers cool. talking about, yeah. That this can't happen without political action. Exactly. Yep. It's politicians right. that get you to park. So I'm, yep. I'm, I'm saying that we need to have what we saw, that annual event where everybody waits a whole year. No, twice a month, marketplace, African marketplace yep. in the West End to, to, for yep. economic empowerment so we could clean up our neighborhood. Yep. They did that in, um, in, and not in Watts, but in um, – in, in California, I was listening to a PBS special, and, it, and, and there's a place in California. Let me see. Lamerick Park. Watts, but, huh? Lamerick Park. Is that what it is? But well, anyway, the, the black farmers come down, and they have a marketplace. And the white people were talking about how successful it was. You know what I'm saying? Like how they was bringing uh, products and goods to marketplace. Oh, no yeah, I need to know where that's at because the black farmers this are complaining about. Yeah, not Watts, but... Um, not Compton? Compton. Watts. Compton, yeah. Okay, Compton. in Compton. I promise you. And I just was amazing. There's a lot of people doing what we're doing. We just need to all link up. You know what I'm saying? And you're right, there's a lot of parks in Georgia. 
and I promise you, and we just start needing having a festival. All you got to do is rent the goddamn park out. Yeah. Rent it out. Feel me? And then you, then you got your boy for 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 uh, security. Your man, your, your man, um, um, <laughs> noble, because he said he was the army. So nigga, do what you do. Hit hit them off, right? They, you uh-huh. know what I mean, they working along with the community, and that's how we doing it. That's how we do it. And then all of the vendors plus some more. So now we're encouraging. There may be listeners on the show. There may be brothers watching the YouTube who are like, I want to create my own product. I'm working a nine-to-five, but I want to get out of that hustle. I want to get out of No, I want to get off of that plantation, and I want to get into my own business. So now you have a marketplace that will encourage you to try out your new products and your services within the marketplace. And we're going to form a union for those merchants. So it ain't just, you know, the merchants will be protected and taken care of. So, yeah, that, that's like, that's a music. new point. Yeah. And we could duplicate that in other cities, but let's start that right now in Atlanta. Yeah. Well, do that. Come out, out, sell out your music. Mm-hmm. Sell your music. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you do a hip-hop. Right. Sell your music. Yeah. Yes, sir. Because I swear them DVDs were selling, boy. They was moving. Promise you. No. They had legs. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Brother Nazi too. Um, I got to get the address. Uh, Courtney, do you have the address in front of you for the center? I, I believe it's on the flyer because Brother Nazi and, uh, and KTL, we have opened up a small store at Brother Nazi's spot, and I'm encouraging the family to go and support that. On Ralph David Abernathy. What's the um, address? It's 1386 Ralph David Abernathy, Atlanta, Georgia, Northwest. From no doubt. I want to also, before I forget, I want to plug real quick. Stop police brutality in Clayton County March and Rally, Thursday, May 22nd, 2014 at 7 p.m. On May 2nd, 2014, former Black Panther Party leader Daruba Ben-Wahab was attacked and slammed headfirst into a brick wall by Clayton County police officers who were responding to an alleged burglary call at Daruba's home. The 69-year-old civil rights icon and former political prisoner received multiple injuries as a result of the attack. Join us for the March and Rally, which will begin at 7 p.m. Thursday, May 22nd at J. Charlie Griswell Park slash Rum Creek Park, 1303 Government Circle in Jonesboro, Georgia, and it will be ending at the Clayton County Police Station at 7911 North McDonough, Street in Jonesboro, Georgia. For more information, send emails to Stop Clay Co. Abuse. That's S T O P C L A Y C O Abuse at Gmail dot com. And I also want to plug the debate that's happening Thursday, June fifth, two thousand fourteen, at Shamro Hatora Building. That's Brother Nazi's building, thirteen eighty six. Ralph Abernathy, Ralph David Abernathy, Atlanta, Georgia. Doors open at 6 p.m. 
the two debates that evening against uh, Laura Abba against Minister Inky. Should we label ourselves the black man slash woman? And the other debate is with Israel Doctrine and Dr. Ma'at, God of the Bible, friend or enemy. And that takes place at 6 o'clock, $10 in advance, 20 at the door, or you can catch the live stream at edutainlive.com. Can I just add on something real quick? That, well, real quick, on Thursday for the family that's in Atlanta, we're doing classes at that same spot that the brother just talked about, Brother Nazi spot. We did our classes on Monday. We're going to continue on Thursday. I think, uh, Brother Ankh, are you going to be able to make it? When? What's Thursday, the class Thursday, on? on Thursday? Yeah, Classical. we bring some speakers. We want you to be a presenter as well. We got KT the Arch degree, my brother, mm-hmm. and um, I think Minister Inky is going to have a presentation, somebody mm-hmm. else. But I wanted to speak about the Clayton County incident and just share with the mm-hmm. family, everybody that's in Atlanta, I, there's, there's no mystery what Clayton County is about, okay? All right? The judge is the jail warden, okay? The, 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 the jail is on, he owns a farm. The judge for the jail owns the jail, okay? So Clayton County is a notorious, notorious Ku Klux Klan redneck uh, enclave inside of Georgia. So that's the ancestors working right there because they went up against a powerhouse by doing what they did to the Panther, you know what I mean? And that's going to put mm-hmm. national and uh, global attention on that area it needs to be protested and boycotted, and, and, and the, the policies of that county have to change because they've been washing brothers up. Everybody knows don't drive through Jonesboro. It's a fear in black people out here in Atlanta. Oh, you live in Jonesboro? Oh, you in Clayton County? Nah, I'm good. The same way with Cobb and other places because those are, those are still redneck enclaves, and, and they're and they serving people. You could get locked up in Clayton County and won't have your arraignment. You know how they have habeas corpus? You won't have your arraignment for six months later. And you'll just be chilling on the farm. Mm. So hopefully they bring awareness to the abuses that have been taking place over the decades over there. And um, Brother Kalanji and all of our freedom fighters and the warriors out here will show their faces, you know what I'm saying, and be on that front line and raise awareness to the um to the to the police brutality and just the the human injustices that are taking place over there in that county. It has to stop. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Is Brother Diallo still with us, uh Blue? Yeah, I'm still. Okay, brother. Definitely. Um I just wanted to briefly ask you about the uh the temperature or rather the sentiments that are still taking place in Jacksonville after the, uh, what is, was that, that, was that James Dunn, the James Dunn verdict? Michael Dunn trial. Michael Dunn that took place in, um, what month was that? February? Yeah, we're still trying to Mid- fight him to, uh, fight to, uh, get him retried on murder. That's still taking okay. place. The fight for the uh, state attorney to get her ass up out of office. Office, um, Marissa Alexander case is coming back up. Uh, she's trying to get her sister 60 years. 
you know, we have the same issues. The same issues are going on the same thing around the country. But, uh, again, we we can't just be um, reactionary. We have to be proactive in our approach. And, and being proactive meaning we got to put stuff in, that's in place that's going to stay in place to secure our secure our rights and not impede against our rights. We don't need Band-Aids. We need, we need to make sure that we don't ever need Band-Aids. Do you understand? So, you know, people, I don't want to get off base, but go ahead. Yeah, it's still going on, man. You know, we still, you know, I'm like Malcolm, man. I'm on all the fronts. Should I put it in where we, we got to put it in at? No doubt, brother. Salute. You know what I mean? Salute. I just, I, I want to say this real quick. I want to, okay, let me say this real quick. I recommend that anybody that's that's in that area, man, run for office. Join your organizations. We gotta organize. Just just organize and, and make something happen where you at. And also, those who are interested in my campaign, you can go to Elect Seabrooks twenty fifteen. That's Elect S E A B R O O K S. 2015, and um, that's it. Indeed, indeed. Brother Blue, uh, I think at this time we should go to the phone lines. I know that we have uh, some callers that may want to ask Brother Sekou or Brother Ankh or Brother Sanetta or KTL some questions, comments, or concerns. So um, if there's anybody that has such, all you can do is press, you know, Press one right now, and uh, we will. Uh, is it is that all right with you, brother? Say cool. You have some time. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Let's so have, uh, all right. Go to the phone line. You heard? Let me go to caller from the four one zero four one zero five nine five four one zero caller. Peace. Hold on. Peace, Lord. Peace. Peace. Yalo, Sardinetta, the Bills, the whole fam. Peace. Peace. Peace, God. Lord, y'all really inspiring me here today. I, um, you know, I examine everything. I examine everything from a celestial perspective. And, um, it doesn't even take an education in, in, in celestial science. To, to, to recognize the law because it occurs on every dimension, on every level. And when you talk about trust and, and commerce going hand in hand, they are two issues from the same root. can't have one without the other because there's an exchange going on. And that, is the main, and that is the main thing right now. People don't trust or know how to share because they've never been in a position where it was required of them. They've never had to share. They never had anything of substance to share, so when they get anything, they don't want to share. They don't know how, you know. And it takes a little bit more than just uh, finding common minds, because you look at look at all these athletes we got here, you know. It, it, and it's a, it amazes me. I think you know, just like this brother was saying, you know, you you find like minds, you come together and, and put that money up. The you know, people lord Magic Johnson for opening that bank, but why hasn't that been done several times, you know, to look at all of this? So, you know, I um, 
I'm all for it, and and, and I would be the, one of the first ones to step up and put my hands in there. You know. All right. You know, I concur. I said all that <laughs> to say I concur. All right. Let's get your number so you can start cutting them checks. Uh, well, everybody knows my phone number. <laughs> you know, five one six eight eight one six nine nine two. It's the Cosmo Physician. Well, yes, sir. And that's that's my piece on that, bro. I don't really have a whole lot to add. The brother said it all. Indeed, brother. Thank you, brother. Indeed, brother. Peace, Cosmo. Peace. Peace. Cosmo Kratt has spoken. Let's go to two oh six. Two oh six six one eight. Call up from the two oh six. Base. Two oh six. Call up, peace. Okay. With us. Okay. Oh, here I go. Peace, brothers. How y'all doing? All this All right. Black African I power. To, I just wanted to congratulate y'all for another good show. You know, it was real good. I was sitting in there listening in on it. Fantastic as usual. Are you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, good, man. Okay. And um, I, I was going to say um, I'm pretty new at this show, and it uh, seems like y'all kind of, um, uh, you know, building on what uh, I think his name is Brother Umar Johnson, and he was talking about, uh, he wanted to have an institution, an all-black institution. He didn't want to accept any money from uh, any, any, uh, anybody outside of the black community. And it seems like y'all, um, you know, still in that same era, still building on that. And I just wanted to know if y'all um, collaborating with him. Yeah, Umar's our brother, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as a community... You know, we were all organized around his efforts as well. Brother mm-hmm. is um, partaking and looking to acquire a piece of land to set up his school. He's going to be reaching out to the community for some help and support. He already is, technically. So we're going to have to do something in, in, in regards to organizing around that effort as well. But, yeah, that, that's our brother. So it's definitely a collective effort. Okay, that's what's up. That's good to hear. I'm up here in Seattle, Washington, and, uh, you know, um, it's real hard to find a strong black community up here. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm constantly listening, and the, the person that I build with is my blood brother. And we constantly listen to you all uh, for the last few months. And um, I just want to say appreciate it, man. Keep doing what y'all are doing. And, um, you know. Brother man. Brother man. Yes. Where you can't find a strong black community in Seattle, you could find a strong green community in Seattle. So <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to tell you, you know, you're in one of the places, like we're all collectively on the phone, you're in Seattle, so what it is is you're, you have the ability to raise funds utilizing the crop industry that they legalize out there. It's a boom taking place right now. You know, original, aboriginal um, <laughs> crop growers, because we were the crop growers and we were also the merchants, and we sold crops mm-hmm. everywhere, and we sold every crop. 
You, you feel what I'm saying? We stole all crops. And what they did was the legalization of a crop that they, remember, they criminalized it due to propaganda against, quote, Moors, melanated black men. Right? I understand. But now they legalize it. But now they legalize it in states where the population or the the political and economic control is run by the majority Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't first legalize it in in in, in like D.C. or Baltimore, yeah. or Detroit. You know what I mean? They didn't legalize it in Atlanta first because they know that they would put the power of legalizing something that was already legal <laughs> into the hands of. Melanated people that would economically empower you overnight because what they did is collectively take what everybody's getting in the trap, everybody's getting in the um, on the side, off the hip, off the phone. They just put all of that into legalization and showed you what the numbers look like. They just made they they, they just showed you what a piece of the twenty percent of that number looked like. When you go and look at the numbers of what Seattle is bringing in and what Colorado was bringing in, we supposed to been had. Three or four or five hundred growing, manufacturing, and medicinal facilities already. LLCs, like the malls say that they create with paperwork and all of these organizations, right? Mm-hmm. You know, multiple, you could just create an LLC over, at night in whatever state that you live in and then incorporate over there in a set of shop. Yeah, it's not that hard. You got areas set aside. Uh, in Denver, for you to go ahead and get, uh, you know, um, a warehouses and stuff where you can grow. It's just not Straight enough up. of us out there, we, you know, to be growers. Or it's just not, you know, we yeah. don't take advantage of shit like we're supposed to. Dude, I got all the everything for that. I'm mm-hmm. just letting y'all know it's the paperwork, everything. It's not hard. It's not that expensive neither. But, you know, the white boy, you know, they got the money, so they're going with 10000 you know what I'm saying? And, they, you know, they make the big cookies and all that. But let me share something with you, Let me share something with The white boys have the advantage of being able to get loans for that, correct? Yes, absolutely. No, no, not yet. They're not not giving loans yet. Not yet. They're not allowing that yet. They haven't figured it out. These white boys and these Europeans have the advantage of being able to get money from places. uh, uh, Apparently, it's people in their community supporting them. Let's just say it like that. Mm-hmm. So as a collective of Moors, melanated gods, you know what I'm saying, the Hebrew Israelites, the nation of Islam, the Hebrews, the you know what I mean, the metaphysicians, everybody, the atheists, the black atheists, the black supremacy, the RBGs, collectively, that's why they created crowdfunding. I said it in the lecture yesterday. We've called for things to come about, but because we don't see it in blackface, we don't think the ancestors have given that to us. All of this technology, all of this stuff, crowdfunding, all of these things that they got out here. We, this is what and you read that in Garvey's and all of their books. They they prophesied that that's what it would be, but we see it and we don't own that shit. We don't say, oh no, nah, that's me right there. So if I got ten thousand people following me and I want to create a growery and it's a hundred thousand to get the growery and I got ten thousand, I'm just telling them, yo, put some bread up, all of y'all, when, with the press of one button, just text a, text ten dollars to this account. Because we're going to go and take over, and we're going to just do this shit warehouse by warehouse. Can't get mad at the European. They have a network, and they utilize that network to get all of the resources and the funding that they need. We have that same network, but we activating that shit for sneakers. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We come together to collect Jordans and trade that shit like stocks. But it's it's our duty, those of us who have done the studying, those of us who are at, you know, we at the level of where we're at, we're supposed to set the trends now and start creating. We could create these businesses in one month and completely be all up in their game. And it's not their game. If they're growing marijuana out the land of your people, your forefathers, your ancestors, that's not theirs. It's not their weed and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because people be like, that's their stuff. <laughs> how, how did that become their stuff? In America? You, probably, how, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're forfeiting your, I, whole, your whole existence. I can, tell you, like I can tell you how it became theirs. It's called the Doctrine of Discovery, the Papist Bull. Right? They signed that document. And they said any trade, any commerce, right, any land you find on this side of the line, it belongs to you. If it's it's not ran by a Christian monarch, right, then you can Christianize them. There can be no trading, no commerce in that area. It all belongs to you. That's why, Brother Unc, we refuse to be a Christian. I don't care what none of y'all say. Going back to the conversation that we was having this weekend, Unc, and the brother uh, Royal and Sarnetta, everybody was there. That's the debate that we need to have then. And that's what I'm talking about. Let's debate. Hold on. Let's debate somebody. Let's debate a debate team, not just one debater, a whole bunch of our scholars against whoever's holding up the doctrine of discovery, the magnum, the magnum Carta, the shit, the, uh, all of that, all of those treaties that they have. Let's go again. Yeah. Because that's what's holding this shit up. That's the manual. It's commerce. Religion yes. and God. It's all based off of commerce. When you're speaking God, you're speaking commerce. You're talking about control of trade routes. Allah controls trade routes. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ controls trade routes. Yahweh controls trade routes. It has absolutely nothing to do with the cosmic force and all to do with politics, food, clothing, and shelter. Look who sits at the seat of power in these religions because it's all business. You don't have to talk about the cosmic energy force. It is what it is, and nobody on this phone can change it. Not a real black atheist, not a human animal. You can't make it what you want it to be. You can't put a name on it. You can't talk about it. It's what you see. It's what you get. It's all natural, baby. Yep. And it ain't made by us. Basic 101. You so much part of it that you couldn't see it if you wanted to. So just go look in the mirror and talk about who the hell you are. And make that shit work because it's all business. Indeed, indeed. And all Control businesses, that business. yeah, business is the utilization of that energy. It's it's Thank a demonstration you. of the utilization of that of that energy, and we call it business. Oh, now nah, that nigga's on his job. They handling big business, but you're just tapping into that energy that's abundant, Thank and it's, you. It, it, it is you. But and, and and when you do it in the right way, and it goes back to discipline, and it goes back to you know, virtue of character, and and then go mm-hmm. back and just tapping into the current, see the current of your surrounding. Yep. You just manifesting all things, like y'all said. Y'all was homeless before. I went through abject poverty before. King Noble, everybody that I know, has went through abject poverty coming into this God thing. Because guess what? God, if you say that you are God, if you are really becoming God in the flesh, guess what? Fiat is not real. So God creates monetary. He creates money. He creates anything that he wants with no fiat in his pocket. That's your test. If you're God, prove it with nothing. 
Let me see mm-hmm. you change the world with no money. I'm not. Mm-hmm. In, I'm not interested in the 200 million blockbuster movie that people create. I'm interested in the 2,000 blockbuster, 2,000 dollar blockbuster movie that somebody created because that shows me that you could be gone with nothing, not the fiat, not the money. That doesn't make you that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about value system, bro. Yeah, we it's, place value on. That's why niggas just spend two hundred dollars for Jordans because they they they've changed our value system. We got to get yeah. our value system back. You know what I'm saying? We have to place. You get the mind to, to to put value on things that benefit us and not value things that benefit them. Like a nigga can't make some tennis shoes, dog. But you you feel me? Like like come yeah, on, man. Like, that's crazy as hell. They showing you, yeah, you can make that for five dollars in material, and ten dollars right, later. Right, correct. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I know niggas don't like to talk about it, but your man that went over there in Korea and brought that shit back, yo. I mean, I know he did that some harm to the community, but he showed you he could go to the motherfucking source and ain't need no white person to do that. That's yeah. why I ain't like they was like, damn, there ain't no nigga ain't do that. No. Let me tell you how many niggas is doing that. You got you got planefuls of people going into China now with bread. Yeah, yeah. Like yo, I'm going to get the hair. I'm going to get the sneakers. I'm going to get the Gucci belts. I'm getting everything because it's all made right here. The difference between yeah. you stepping off the plane and the white man stepping off the plane, he just stepped off first. He caught yeah. on. He's going there. You suppose this is the Obama era, my nigga, and you ain't even yeah. in China with the Obama mask on. You supposed to go in his name in his face. Yeah. I'd ask him, yeah. but as a black man, it's a black man in the seat of office. Niggas is not even international right now. They're not hopping off the planes. Yo, I went to China. I got two fifths popping. All of you niggas is you know what I mean? Like, we the new world mark. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this real quick. How in the hell, right, do we expect to get anywhere, right? Let's just say it is a God, right? What God will continue to allow you to give away, watch this, a couple billion dollars dollars annually to some other people based off of your hair that that God gave you. What God made right everlasting mind would, a, would, would even begin to shine on you for doing some bullshit like that? You know what I'm saying? What God would allow you, right, prosperity when you give away one Point one trillion dollars to the pharmaceutical companies because eighty-five to seventy-five percent of their drugs come out of the rainforest where indigenous people inhabit that, and they call it voodoo or juju or whatever you want to call it. It's called traditional medicine. What God would ever give you any shine based off the fact that you allow white people to give you Christianity, Islam, or Judaism, take voodoo from you, and put it in your local pharmacies, Rite Aids, for $1.1 trillion, you get that shit away and say, Jesus Christ. Like, what real God would even help your ass out after all that shit I just mentioned? You can't survive as a black community giving away $1.1 trillion a year and a couple billion dollars annually based off your natural hair. That We fucking crazy. Yep. You're not going to make it. It don't even make no sense. Nobody can withstand $1.1 trillion given away and, and a couple billion dollars annually giving that shit away and think you're going to prosper economically in the world. It depends on you, sir. Peace, fam. This is Dallas and I want to thank y'all for allowing me on the show, man, but I got to get up early in the morning. Hey, brother.
Yes, sir. It's a black African right. power moment. All right, man. Y'all stay in contact with me so we can get this thing started. Your website. Yes, indeed, brother. All right, peace. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give away too much to have something. Can't do it. The ants can't give away all their damn resources and expect to have a beehive and a goddamn anthill. What the hell are you going to build your anthill with? Give it all away. Nothing in nature teaches you to do that. It teaches you to be balanced and, and do for self. It don't teach you to give all your shit away. The beaver don't give all the shit away to the crocodile on the river. It just doesn't fucking happen. Nowhere. So we... It's basic one on ones, man. Mm-hmm. That's crazy though. Staggering numbers. Based off of traditional 1.1. practices. One point I could look it up. Go Google that shit. One point one trillion dollars of medicine. 70 to 85% of that shit come from traditional rainforests around the planet. Africa, yeah, Congo, Amazon, nigga. That's, mm-hmm. that, that's, what it, that, that's the health of the community in the, in the goddamn rainforest. That's where you get voodoo or juju from. It's just called medicine, man. You give away all your medicine, and they tell you that shit is evil, and they make $1.1 trillion off of it and give you Jesus Christ, and you spend money on that shit. That shit is fucking crazy. Yep. Offici- I mean, it's it's officially crazy. We can whoop yeah. how all we want. We keep doing that shit. Come on, man. We come on, man. It's insane. When you dig into, especially yeah. where I'm yeah. at, Los Angeles, you know, you, you see you see a large population of our people <clears throat> from like 38 and up. Everybody's on medication out here. And I'm saying these are the people that are in the street because they don't hit rock bottom, so they're living in the street. We know that there are younger people that are functioning in, in society that are on these drugs as well. So everyone is wired, you know what I'm saying? It's just like 420, how everyone will support and, and celebrate everybody here, but then on 422 is Earth Day, and nobody take no time off of that. When the herb is just the fur that grows on the earth, you know what I'm saying? Why not recognize the mother? You know, it, mm-hmm. it just speaks to the level of disconnect. You know, people want what they want and what they're into, and they, like, fuck everything else. And that's inclusive of unity and cooperation. And it's just not it's not a, uh, it's not not a primary in people's life at this particular point. They're that far stuck in the matrix. They are that clueless, you know. And just like you said, those numbers, like, how you going to spend that much trap and expect to have anything? But then we have the nerve to complain. Right. That's the level of complaint, the bitch. It's like, come on. It's like the music. It's like the music, you know. You're going to admit that your main audience is 70% Caucasian, but everything that you're saying your music is about nigga, and they call you a nigga back and you get angry at that? I don't get that. Yeah, that becomes a fucking... Yeah, that's real weird. Why, why, Why should you have the privileges of being an emotional bitch, the most emotional bitch on the planet where no one could call you a name. You're the only one on the planet that no one could call a name because words hurt you. 
but you're telling me that you was the first one here and you set everything up? Something don't, something ain't right. Something ain't right, yo. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. You did that. That don't even mention hip hop, man. How much money was made off of that, and we just man. That's what I'm saying. Like oh, the 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 nerve of the people to be like Dr. Dre didn't make a billion dollars already. You know how much Snoop Dogg yeah, made yeah. him. You know how much the chron- You know how much the weed industry in California profited from the chronic and everything else. N.W.A. didn't make him a billion dollars. N.W.A. This shit caused a billion like dollars of destruction. He ain't never been cash out. That's, yeah, that's like a, that's like a billion. Like the nigga was making like hits in the 80s. Hope. Like America. <laughs> yo, Dr. Dre is the first billionaire. Hip-hop billionaire. Like, yo, look, they're struggling to become, Puffy is struggling to become a fucking billionaire. They're in a race to become a billionaire. One billion. We're talking about a trillion dollar fucking industry. This crack has been made five billion. They ain't even into hip-hop. And they're like, yo, how did Jay-Z not even make a billion yet? What are you talking about? He, he got three albums that made a billion. He did a hundred. This nigga's always on tour. He didn't make a billion yet. They took all that. Because you, you know why? You, you want to hear something that's funny? This, this is the funny part about it. And I know we just do shit so fucking easy. You know, like hip-hop based off our struggle, hip-hop comes. Traditional venison based off our observation in the rainforest. Natural mm-hmm. hair. We just, we just create fucking industries for everybody, dog. And it's too fucking easy for us. And you never respect the shit when it's easy, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, God is real for us because we God and we create shit. So much so that we say, fuck it, we'll do it again. Like, when will that shit run out, though? Like, how often can you go to the well? Like, how many times can niggas in a 10,000-year period build fantastic structures like pyramids? You know what I'm saying? Like, like the richest man on the planet, Cam Musa. Richest man ever, like, how many times, how many chances do we get to do this shit? To do it. Before that shit how just run chances? out and we be the ones that come extinct. Mm-hmm. Scary, dude. It was too easy for us. And when shit come easy, oh, watch out for that blow coming. We spit in the face of our ancestors. Back prosperity. And it's crazy how we do that shit. How does anybody in the black community not have a fucking job? I mean, the sisters always braided hair, always did hair, natural hair. That shit we did, like, how the fuck don't we have that billion dollars? And we always cook. We we, we know for our cooking game. Don't how even say it. How it. No don't say it. How are there no franchises? I'm talking about monumental uh, top of the rank of black don't cooking franchises it. like a McDonald's. Or how can oh, how can always be the most franchises in America and black people are known for cooking? What, what's going on? No, how no. Chicken, how did you make an industry? How did you make an industry where Korean people are cooking you chicken? How? They come, they don't, how? You you pass a man <laughs> chicken up to go get fried chicken from a Korean who knows but they ain't been here no, for a year. They don't even know how to speak your language. They just know how to cook chicken, and they don't even have chickens over there where they at like that. Like, how did you how niggas come back from down? Vietnam? How did you niggas come back from Vietnam and then allow the Vietnamese to feed you Chinese food? Talk to me. Come on now. Came from Vietnam. Yeah, y'all lost that war. They kicked your ass, and then they set up, they sold you chicken wings in your hood and called themselves Chinese food. 
They didn't even want to be real with you. And it's Chinese food, but it's chicken wings. It was the ti- and it's yellow rice. I'm I'm confused. Talk to me. You know, basic shit, dude. We 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 allow basic shit to run through our fingers, yo. We're you talking about key industries, music, right? You know how all the genres of music we created, rock and roll, all that shit. Me and, and then niggas be broke at the end of the day. Why is it that all? Watch this, yo. You want to talk about some energy type shit, right? Why do you, most black people end up broke, right, through the music industry? Watch this. Why do you, most black athletes, right, end up broke? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Well, no, why, do you, why do we have a hood? Why is the hood glorified? I hear people say, I come from the hood. Why does that make some motherfucking sense? You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why is the black houses broke? I'm down here in Atlanta, they be broke. Like, how is that making any sense, dude? Basic shit. We ain't even talking about no rocket scientist shit right now. Your hair, your nails, you do not let gotta let other people do that. You can have a hair store in your fucking house. You can have sisters come to your house and do their fucking nails in your big. You don't need no goddamn shop. You can sit outside on the corner and do hair and nails the same way niggas sell rocks on the corner. You can literally put chairs on the corner and do hair and fucking nails with no goddamn mind over it. On the stoop, nigga. Remember them days? Remember the stoop? stoop? Come on, what happened to the stoop? Whatever happened. To the stoop <laughs> got it with the fan. They got it with the fan. <laughs> Come in here, we're going to blow this fan on you. You're like, oh, that shit is fly. I need to do that. It's like... But, it, well, but, well, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I know I'm probably the oldest on the phone at 47, right? Do y'all remember where you could go into my house and buy all the candy and all that shit? And oh, ice creams and freeze the cup, Joe. Exactly. Remember that blue? The ice box that had yeah. all of the um fruits, the fruit pops and all of that? And they had the the, the dollar candies? I mean, the penny candies? The penny candies, yeah. nigga. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't a candy store. It was so-and-so with the candy man or the candy woman house. Right. We got to get our people rethinking that shit again, dog. Then did you see the article? When I was in St. Croix, they had they had specific people that came around with specific things, and nobody specific. cut each other's throat. The popcorn person came around with the popcorn. The Kool-Aid person came around with the Kool-Aid, and the motherfucking um, the curry goat person came around. 75 cents a cup. Nobody cut their throat. The roadie skin person came with the roadie skins. You know what I'm saying? And that's the the community. And they had their days that they came around, and they didn't come all for those days. And everybody patronized them, and it worked out of the community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If they say Tuesday and Friday, yeah. Like how we say Tuesday and Friday, if we pop up on a Wednesday or a Thursday, we not in our lane. We, we, you know, we, they stay in their lane. They stay on their days. That's the days that they come, and you wait for them, and you prepare for them. So instead of going to the corner store to buy popcorn, uh, wise popcorn, did this, you know, rat poison or whatever it is that they got in it. You let the people in your neighborhood and your and your network and your community begin to be the ones who bring you. Like they have the brothers out of Black and Nobel in Philly with the um, and they got the sister in Tarsilies with the with the, the um spices on it. The you know what I mean? With the uh, the seasonings and stuff, they have the moringa popcorn and stuff like that. And that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Is 
when you set up an area like a West End, and if we when we get to do that on a on a biweekly basis, what that does now is create we start to move into that, those neighborhoods because as we start gaining um you know economical you know as we grow economically we could start picking up those properties so now we build that area into a neighborhood. So now the vendors who are vending on a Sunday also get to serve that neighborhood throughout the week with their wares, their food, the incense, the soap. You've got to get new soap. You don't need to go to Walmart no more. That's what I'm saying. The, re- the reason why box stores and all of these big megalomaniac stores is popping up in hoods is to suck away mm-hmm. all of the local communal economics that people get mm-hmm. by selling stuff door-to-door. They just want you, it's about loyalty of the dollar, so they just open up a store, they have everything in it, some big warehouse type shit. Where's your warehouse, mm. ox? You vegan, ox? Huh? Mm. When you ate that mm. good um, organic tomato, it didn't talk to you and tell you that? You need a warehouse, mm. ox? And you're supposed to go over Asia. Black man good in Asia, right? Them niggas is breakdancing. What did you get for them break? They took your breakdancing and they gave you. What you got back? You don't even know how to build a beeper, nigga. <laughs> what did the Chinese swap it out with you for breakdancing? Talk to me. What did the Japanese give you, niggas? That's what I'm saying. You're laughing, but it's real because what? That is the trillion-dollar empire. They took international yeah. from niggas. Yeah. That was a yeah. that was a silent strong arm. How about that? Yeah. Niggas is happy silent because people are spinning on their heads. What did they What did they trade for you, my nigga? You don't even have access to the warehouses. You can't get socks and drawers made, huh? Nope. And you God, nope. you niggas is moving up to the west side and the east side, and y'all made it, nigga. We made it, nigga. You work for the man. <laughs> yeah, if you do. work for your enemy, work. dog, you work you for know, your destruction, yo. You're you're aiding and assisting the destruction and the of civilization. <laughs> you're aiding not uplifting. You're aiding and abetting. You're part of cartel, <laughs> brother. It's part of the problem. Yeah, <laughs> so we just got to get That's these wild. factories going. Once we get these factories, remember, we good in Asia and we good in India. Let me throw this one on you, huh? Let, we going to go, we going to, yeah, prepare for this bomb right here. Uh, if you go to India and Asia with a fez on, oh, hashtag. Yes, <laughs> that's when they really, you laughing. When you go with your fez on. In those places, in, in old Moorish kingdoms, Asia Major, mm. Asia Minor, the whole mm. Silk Road trade that we originally went on. Look, the Silk Road trade is the trade that's fucking, the road that's popping right now. That's right. India, that's China, and that's going all the way into the Middle East and things of that nature. That's where all the clothes are made. That's where the factories are right now. That's, your orig- that's the Moors' original Silk Road. In Kemet, in the Kemetic, in the priesthood and things like that, we will go along the Silk Road and do all kind of trade information. Mm-hmm. The same way that we do with these, we travel state to state. We travel in merchants, like we on the sea, the seven seas, mm-hmm. where we move through the states. We navigate. Mm-hmm. So you see me in Harlem, but you see me in L.A., you see me in Atlanta. I'm breaking police windows in California. That wasn't us. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, you know, that's what we do. So we're supposed to get these factories and set these up along I-95, the same way that we was moving other things. Yeah. Nigga, if you stole kilos of coke, then sell kilos of moringa. Where y'all at? Mm. That's, that's my, where you guys at? 
All you <laughs> ex-willies that be listening to No Ledge, talk to me. We need you to move some sea moss the same way that you moved that other moss. That's all I'm saying, because if you could sell one thing, you could sell another. Yeah, it's just a product that's good. Product, bro? It's just a crop. Come from nature. It's just a crop. That is just a crop. So you got to treat your stuff. You got to treat your products. You got to treat the everyday toilet paper, my genius. The everyday pairs of socks. Don't be ashamed to be the sock man. Take over the mm. sock game. Everybody wears exactly. them. Get Everybody the wear socks. black socks. Yeah, get, get all black sock. niggas wear sublimation socks. You know, that's coming hey, hey, county. That's- hey, Red, listen, man, you, you, you just named some basic shit, man. Yeah. Basic shit that we can basically fucking do. Nothing real complicated, nothing real heavy. No, 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 no fucking degree. You know what I mean? Nothing. You know what I mean? It don't matter if you pray or don't pray, man. Just, just grab an industry. Yo, grab one. I grab one thing we want, and just take that shit. This is what we want. We want this piece right now. Like we, can we gonna like all it. work on that nigga. Yeah. We got people around the world. I got people listening to us, and motherfucking uh, the island, the creek, and shit. Yeah, all yeah. over, yo. Well, we, 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 we gonna sit down over it. We gonna man, you gonna sit down. We'll see what piece we want. We gonna take something. Okay. All right. On some real shit. Got, what we want? Got, look, what is it that we want? Yeah, this boss. With the boss? The eight dollars that feed you and your in the whole Amin Ra squad. Eight dollars. Hmm. Yeah, big plate. Why? Why they sell us red, black, and green flags, yo? You sh- come on. Explain that to me, yo. Exactly. Come on. Just explain that shit to me, yo, and I'll be cool for the rest of the evening. For the rest of the year, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Where they do that at, yo? <laughs> it's a hostile takeover. You know what I mean? They're like, yo, we're taking everything. That's, just a hostile. That's a hostile takeover of something. You you don't even make the flags that you're waving. That's, That's bullshit. Inside the crib, somebody's, somebody's, all the wizards, you know what I mean, or in the factory somewhere. That's some bullshit, yo. We can't get no fabric from Africa and make our own flag. We don't get something, yo. I'm sitting on some real shit, yo. Yo, did they ever find that plane that was coming back from Africa? Huh? Did they ever find that plane that was coming back from Africa? You mean the one that just disappeared? Nah, bro. I mean the one that was filled with all of those Pan-Africanists that had supposed to be went to Africa. When did they come back? <laughs> Listening for the black box. <laughs> what happened? It's like four years though. What happened? The plane. <laughs> I ain't fucking with you on that, yo. They got you know not a lot to set their thing up. You know what I'm saying? They, they got to get paperwork done. <laughs> <laughs> Just only, they nah, waiting for belly too. <laughs> yeah, basically. <sighs> Come on, man. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, hell, we might as well just go ahead and do something. We're going to go ahead and do something. Watch. Yeah. Watch. We're going to go ahead and do something, yo. 
I'm telling you. Just grab one thing and just do it. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if we're going to say, when y'all niggas, all the T-shirts belong to us. We're going to get some fat. So I don't know what it's going to be something. that We're going to really figure out what is it that we want to inspire everybody to take back. What item is mm-hmm. it? Will it be just hair grease? It'll just be all black. What, what will it be? What item will we pick? And say, you know what? This will be ours. Mm-hmm. One item. Um, one item. I swear. Yep. Start with the one, because ain't that how the cosmos work? It starts from a small piece, and it grows. As above, so below. Same and the same outer. Small, the, 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 the micro-universe to the macro-universe. Let's talk about one item, yo. Hmm. What will it be? Yeah, we're going to all get together and figure that shit out. It's too silly, yo. It can be that easy to get that shit away. It can be that easy to get it back, yo. To get it back. Because you didn't even know you gave it away. You just, yeah, they easy. You ever seen that special when they talk about how they got the um the hair care industry? You ever seen yeah. that? Yeah. Right? And, and and the guy, the narrator was saying, you can't be mad at them because we just gave it to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't be mad. You know what I'm can't be mad. Can't Put be no mad. gun in your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Niggas be selling this chicken, yo. That shit crazy, yo. Some crazy shit. Niggas never even ate fried chicken. <laughs> we can't even say, we can't even, I ain't gonna say that. Let me stop. <laughs> Bomb really one, blow up. Yeah, one trillion though. One trillion. One trillion one Everybody trillion. be eating in the hood. And remember, it's only one trillion because it's going into businesses that are not creating more businesses and exponentially growing. If they were spending one trillion with us, that's what I'm saying. Like with a Puffy or or, or, or Dr. Dre, if they invested their money prior in their race to make a billion, if they would have spread, if they would have seeded their money like the European, the Caucasian does, he seeds the businesses that are in accelerators and incubators. You know what I'm saying? Round ones, round twos, round threes how Facebook and all of these, how Apple, when you watch the Apple movie, the job movie, they show you how he seeded, they had to seed or the investor came in and seeded the business. Stephen Jobs had an idea, and they were working on prototypes and concepts in the garage, and the, and the seed man came, the investor, the Magic Johnson, their white Magic Johnson or whatever, or other people, the Puffies and all of them, they come in and look for the geniuses, and then they seed the businesses they become shareholders, and they also go on the chair, the board of directors. So yet, you 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 invest in. I'm not gonna just sit around and, and, and wait for you to call me to tell me where the money is at or what's going. Nigga, I'm part of the team now. I'm 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 gonna be a part of the board. You don't even see me. I'm behind the curtain. You feel me? And then those businesses become billion dollar businesses with the purpose to sell that business by going public and selling stocks and then you have an exit strategy, then you cash out and you're multi-billionaires. That's what the European does. Niggas don't do that. Okay? Mm. We don't do that. Because if we did that, there would be a ton of black app developers. You know what I mean? You would see people who have black movies being made. You would see these black-owned businesses. You would see black people, a majority of the black people who are not hired, they will have employment, and these will be black-owned businesses that will be bustling, especially in these black cities, dog. And I ain't talking about promoters and strip club owners and all. That's petty money. That ain't nothing. People glamorize that shit out here like that's supposed to be the pinnacle of what it is. Black 
business owners. So you could be a bachelor. I could be a Kevin Durant and own 40 different businesses. I could have my hand in 40 different businesses. Nas is doing it. Nas is online. He's on angellist.com, and he's becoming an investor in many in a multitude of startups. So he got his money in 40 businesses. One of those businesses might be a WhatsApp. WhatsApp is an app, a, mother, a regular app, not a website, not a, not a physical product, a digital product, an app. It's sold for $18 billion. You understand what I'm saying? Instagram is a fucking app. Nigga, Instagram is Polaroid on your phone with little filters that sold for $1 billion to Facebook, dog. So we got to aggressively, yeah, we're going to take the app to market. I, that's what I always say. Get up in the app world. Get up in the digital world because if you hit one lick, it's a cash out. That's a, <laughs> all that other, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, one saying? lick. Listen, family, apps are ideas that were made through the use of uh, the algorithms and other things of that nature, code writing, the original language of God in these days and time is HTML, CSS, Ajax, um, Python. They got one called the Django. That's computer language, my naga. Huh? Binary. Let me code. ask you this. Let me ask you this. Now, who best at snatching ideas out of nowhere, yo, and bring them in, and bring them into fruition? Yo, who do that better than us? We got the white man can't jump, nigga. You all in there. Yo, shit, you jump up and grab all that. That's yep. what we do. We all in the records on our Air Jordan. Retro. Hey, yeah, the, the pyramid we was the we grab, <laughs> Yeah, we the ones that grab it. Remember, I, I promise you, I didn't do the research yet, but I bet you if I get the team together, we could put, but I'm, I'm a hire the Armin Ra squad. We're going to show you, you that 89% of the ideas that these Europeans got for apps came from black people. Niggas in the mail room. Super niggas. Super <laughs> niggas. Yeah, they talking niggas. That they get coked up and they just talk to them and they give them app ideas. I promise you, because it can't be much more. If they went in with this shit right now, it can't be much more different than what they've been doing in the past. And that's eating off of your backs. It was always your intellectual property, family, because you're the ones, you're the enlighteners, you're the Illuminati. You think that they the ones with the lights on, nigga? You shining. You got the lights on. It's still the dark ages and the age of enlightenment reoccurring at the same damn time. Okay? You're the one shining. It's not them. They don't shine. You, what, what white person you see draped up in diamonds and iced out and they shine? They don't shine. That's for you. You're the illuminated ones. And they have to keep, they have to always be around you. That's why they're in your hoods. It's regentrification. Watch Game of Thrones. When they say that the winter is coming, those are the fucking white walkers right there. They came, they all up in your kingdom. How you going to be in Harlem? That's supposed to be a black kingdom, nigga. That's castles and shit in there. They walking all through there now. Watch Game of Thrones. When they conquer the kingdom, they all up in your kingdom. They all up in, they take over your shit, put the cross up. That's regentrification. How the fuck? White niggas is on Notre Ave right now with poodles and shit and Capri's and Tanquistas on, nigga. Huh? <laughs> and you niggas is comfortable. That's the funny it's part. Mad comfortable. Nigga, we made it. Niggas is about to stop <laughs> up. You talk to the cafe next to the trap house, the donut shop. Like, nigga, we made it. Nigga, you did not make it. <laughs> not your shit. Okay. Hey, red pill. <laughs> They took grant money to allocate it. Hold on. What about that?
but they, you know, they could get this work, man. They could get this work. They took money, right? Remember, the European, the buffies, the yuppies, the hipsters that are moving into these neighborhoods are college graduates and other people who know how to tap into grant money. And a lot of money that's allocated for the hood through the NGOs and the non-for-profits. And they're getting funded. They're social entrepreneurships. They're being funded by social venture entrepreneur firms to come in the fucking jungle and feed niggas and be amongst niggas. That shit is like, that shit is like, they have money for that. They get grants for shit like that. So they're taking grant money that they was allocating for you to get clean, to clean the hood up, like the brother was saying, because you're not in politics and you don't know how to get the money that's on the table and you don't know, you really don't know how to write the, your your paperwork game ain't that tight because you're not finding out where the money is at. So the crackers is tapping into the money. You think that's their money moving into the hood? Do you think they put the bagel shop in the Starbucks or on Flatbush Avenue or Mother Gaston Boulevard on Crenshaw with their own money? No. Even their rent is paid. What's fucking with that? They have philanthropists that are funding all of that. We did the research. You know what I'm saying? That was in a lecture that I dropped yesterday. We showed that... This is, you know, the regentrification shit is serious. Don't fall for that. But at the end of the day, you don't even need to be in the brick cities anymore. Like I said, the exodus is down south. It's in the country with your family. Like we've all been saying for all of these years, we got to be amongst each other. Where else do we thrive but in the south? You go into the city, that's the matrix. You go to do your business there. Make sure that you dressed up like Neo and them. Be fly. Have your fucking leather on, my nigga. And them black Oakleys. But we don't live there. We don't. We don't make that your residence. You come into the south. Come into Zion. The the, the grid down here is strong, big. The grid shifted. It's not. It's not where you think it is anymore. This shit is right here. Hey, Red Bill. Yeah. <laughs> is it was the pyramid of app, yo? <laughs> is the pyramid of app? Yeah, it was it an app? Think about that for a minute, yo. Yeah, you dropped, of course. <laughs> Crazy, right? Master, yo, master sacred geometry. Yeah. Master yeah. mathematics. It's, it's, it's a mathematic application. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Blue, mm. drop, please drop that bomb for that, man. Oh, you That's buy a bomb you. for that. <laughs> nah, yeah, my choice is delayed. I'm pushing them, but like I just pushed it now. It'll drop a minute or two for now. So just know that it's coming. <laughs> shout off to the spread, man. Just let it shout off. You said it's gonna come in a minute, cause that was a good one. Nah, but um, nah, yeah, that's yeah, crazy, yo. Pyramid, pyramid was a mathematic application, and that program was passed around to, you know, key indigenous populations around the, around the planet to run that same program. They had to That's run that same stabilizing program on the planet in order to keep the balance, you know what I'm saying, and for mm-hmm. them to, um, you know, to, uh, I was reading a book about ancient, what they call, quote, unquote, you know, Native American civilization in the Americas and what have you. You know, of course, it went back to the African influence on those earlier civilizations, speaking about, you know, motifs that always signified 
with people at that time were edifying as their 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 god, their quote unquote god source, and that that particular power, that source, was signified symbolism through a hill, or through a mountain, or through an earth mound. You know what I'm saying? So the earth mounds were what they were building to show their connection to the story, the primordial story where the hill or the or the mountain came out of the uh, <clears throat> came out of the primordial waters, you know. And then later on, the pyramid came about to uh, to replicate that process as well. So everywhere that we see those pyramids around the planet, that's somewhat what it's signifying. Like the brother said. Those were applications because there was no connection between those peoples in all of these different lands, but everyone seemed to get the same mathematical, you know, formula together to put that, that edifice up. So it damn sure mm. was an app, you know? Mm. And mind you, app. We're now, yeah, mind you, we're now in the digital age. So by saying that we're in a digital age, we're now in the light age. We are, we're in a light cold age family with Dr. Valentine and other metaphysicians talked about. So now you live in a reality where there's multiple realities occurring at once. There's a powerful reality that, takes, that exists in a light cold transmission in the digital realm called cyberspace. No one to this day could find the location of where cyberspace is. It's almost as if it's spiritual in a sense because you can't see spirit, but you can't see the Internet either. You can't see the cyberspace. You exist in a realm that you have. You can't even see it. It's in the unseen. It's a light cold transmission. So the new apps that they're, that they're making these months, that they're writing these codes and using the algorithms and creating currency and, and taking over the world with, they are nothing but those formulas. No, it's of no incidence that you have microchips that are geometrically shaped the same way that they have temples and Kemet. Yo, facts, hashtag. I'm sure that there are many people out here who have seen that research. You know what I'm saying? So they have duplicated and mimicked what this is ancient technology. This is future technology. Study each three of the prophets that I call the triad or the trinity of modern-day consciousness. That's Marcus Mosea, Garvey, Elijah Muhammad, and the prophet. Noble Drew Ali, each one of them spoke of technology in their day and age and spoke of the power of embracing technology and what technology will be as a saving grace in the future. And each one of them spoke of things that were created in down the line in technology that were not of their time. Remember, Prophet Drew Ali was in the 20s talking about um, airplanes and, and all kind of jets and things of that nature. Elijah was talking about technology. Marcus Garvey was talking about technology. So we have to utilize, we have to tap into what technology is. We have to look at it opposite of what they're showing it to you as as a consumer. You have to look at it in a deeper realm because that's your power right there. That's you. That's where, remember, B, on the terrestrial plane, you could be Clark Kent. In cyberspace, you become Superman. It's the same thing with Neo in the Matrix. In the Matrix, remember, he could become Superman. You could fly. You could do all of these things. That's like the Internet. You stand in the white room, all of the guns pop up. Shit. It looks like eBay or something. You understand? You feel what I'm saying? Assimilation. So you could, you could but if you get killed in assimilation, guess what? You could also die in the real world. Mm. Cyber war is for real. 
So are those bombs. <laughs> yeah, there's villages that disappear sometimes when those bombs drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in cyberspace, you feel me? So we have to be very wary of the power of. And, and, and ain't another, ain't, you can't tell me nothing about white, not, nigga, you're in, we're all in the matrix. So it's good to understand what that is because we do focus on the past, but you don't want to be a historian and get lost in the DeLorean. You got to stay in the future too in the now because the past, like, like you said, the pyramid is an app. So you have to look at the apps of today. Mm-hmm. How can we start building more, more pyramids around the world? Through this, through these, through the codes, through the writing, through the light codes, you know what I mean. The same way that our ancestors, with sacred geometry, algorithms. Remember, algorithms, family. There's an article you could Google says algorithms run the world. Al is the same thing as alchemy. Is the same thing as Al Jazeera. That's Moorish. The same thing as Al Abbasids. That's a Moorish creation. The algorithm. That's hip hop, family. That's us. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 the rhythm, it's the hop, it's the it's you know, it's our melanin. That's us. It's the hip. It's the hop. Yeah, damn, I was missing but my bad family, I forgot to put keywords in my bill. Yo, know, that's melanin. <laughs> now I got that attention. Yeah, shit yeah. Nah, but it, it it really is though. So you just gotta keep that in mind. But that industry right there, maybe that won't be the first one. Let's we could get strong off of the off the basics at first. We could build on that and aggressively take that industry. But in the same time we're gonna be incorporating that whole technological digital stuff and we're gonna learn about it. You know what I mean? It's a it's an army of, of conscious tech techies and, and, and you know, super intelligent brothers and sisters, but they just chilling right now and waiting for the, the, the war call so they could come start teaching the people, but they, it's time to step forward and give this information because this is some God shit right here. And, and the European, the, Asia, the Asian, and the Indian, look at that. The European, the Asian, and the Indian, if this was chess, you niggas is in trouble because all of them are on it, and you all, and all of us are customers to that. We all could, You talk about the natural hair, we're also the highest consumers in all things technical. And niggas don't know how to build a beeper. So what's fucking with that? One zero 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 one percent might know how to build a computer. That's not enough. So they got us they got you in customer but you just you only like Jay Z said, you're only a customer in the presence of a hustler. And that's how they treat you. You are only a customer in the presence of a hustler. If you want to change your status, if you want to get your nationality, your paperwork right, you change that first. Change that first. So that's how you boss up. You turn them into the customer because somebody got to be the customer. And if it's you, then you are not the, you're going to be the debtor. You don't want to be the debtor. You want to be the one that's controlling, like this, like the brother said, control all aspects of what it is that you do, and that's where power comes in. That's how you boss up. That's how we take over. God damn it. We could take over and just take a town and just own that and just build the town up. We will never have to interact with knuckle draggers or nope. We'll have a fucking gate like the walking dead on these niggas. Just buy a town. They got towns. 
You can go online and look towns for sale and Google this shit. Any question that you have, ask that shit. I guarantee you all kind of things pop up. But they got towns for sale, family. And even in the lecture yesterday, I talked about what network marketing and multi-level marketing will do when we put our networks together. You don't got to like me on Monday, but we could chill on Tuesday and get money on Wednesday. The different organizations, all of that petty indifferences, that means nothing. If you have a network of a 1,000 people, you have to connect it with another network of a 1,000 or more people and build up the network. So when we get into network marketing, we could go into a program 1,000 or 10,000 deep, and all of us could become a millionaire overnight. What's fucking with that? That's how you move, conscious being messing. I coined that term. Let me hold on to that. But even Big Meats listens to the program. He's on the intro to our mixtape from inside the joint. And remember, he was living out Hoover's dream by bringing all of the street brothers together. Remember, he became too militant. That's why they took him out. He had too much influence, and he started talking that Larry Hoover stuff. That's when they started. That's when they came in and got me to them. They was doing everything else. They had the attention. Even the president probably heard what they was doing over those years out here in Atlanta. Nobody did nothing to them. It's the minute they started getting on that Hoover thing, like, nah, I know that we use, we, we move and wait and all of that, cool, but we, this is a black army. This is a black militia. This is a black, uh, we, we move in the numbers, the strength in numbers, and they couldn't take that. It was almost political in a sense, where he could tell all of his people, yo, vote for that brother right there, and everybody's going to vote for him. That's what brothers from Chicago and Detroit are known for doing. They 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 get they, they come from the streets, and they get into that political world and whatnot. They know how to incorporate it. You know, some of the Panthers did that. Indeed. Yeah. Look, brothers, this has been a wonderful, powerful, impact-filled program. You know, I definitely look forward to uh, when I get down there to Atlanta next week, see the brother Aunt. I'm going to have to return the uh, graciousness that you and Sister Nikki afforded me when I was there. I got to take y'all out to lunch and get y'all something to eat. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all definitely took care. Hold on. Not even that, Blue. Let's just keep it. Yeah, let's, let's, let's put it on public record that... Y'all are responsible for what you see right here as no the less. Take pat yourself on the back there, brother Unk. You know, because okay. it was you and Nikki Love who brought Red Pill on to Blog Talk Radio, I think it was in 2007 for my first yeah. broadcast, or 2008. Mm-hmm. I came to Florida to do my first lecture online, which was called um, uh, American Gangster yes. versus black super hey rules and it was basically some of the conversation that we was having tonight and it's online and whatnot and i was like yo you should have seen how nervous i was that day blue would tell you (laughs) i smoked all blunt and chilled in the room in the dark and did the show (laughs) you know what i mean because i wanted to go in i'm like nah real talk because i was like yo this is you know, so I know how it feels when some people come on my show for the first time because I can remember how it felt being on the radio for the first time back then. But y'all believed in us. Y'all gave right. us the shot. 
It wasn't no yep. debate. We wasn't on the. You wasn't setting me up and setting traps and all of that stuff. Nah, he nah, I don't know. He was giving it up. And so you thought I failed. Say that again, yo. What'd you say? Say that again. He said, and then you brought our share on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was done. Yeah, I couldn't handle that one, yo. He started talking (laughs) shit about John Henry Clark, yo. That shit killed it. Yeah, he shouldn't have did that one. Did a little bit too much, yo. Yeah. Exactly. A little bit too much, man. I had to put on you. (laughs) It was kind of crazy. But you know what, though, yo, you know, it just don't matter sometimes. You know, everybody got their own ideas. It's just about, you know, having that chance to speak, though. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. what's important, yo. And, and the fact that y'all remember that, yo, I appreciate that. Because y'all remember back then there wasn't a lot of blog talk shows based off the shit we, we was doing, yo. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all were the king and queen yeah. of, yeah. you know what I'm saying, of blog talk radio. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, y'all were, the, y'all were a power can I say a couple? Yeah, you say that. Yeah, there you go. Power couple, damn it. Yeah, you know? yeah I mean, you know. I had, I had the balance. It was a beautiful balance, a feminine and masculine. And, yeah. you know, it, it was it was, it was was a good pillars. A pillars that shot Yeah. You know what I used to say, though? You know what I used to say all the time, though? Yeah. Y'all know what I used to say? I say, yo, we need more shows. And see, that's how I knew how powerful the mind can be. I said, we need more. If everybody did shows, I say, shit, that you could always tune in and get information. Now look at it now, yo. It's booming. Yeah. That's some crazy shit right there, yo. Yeah. Now look what at you it, yo. You got, uh, you got all kind of variations. They can never shut us down. Never. It's, all, never it's, it's a lot of different variations now. Mm-hmm. A lot of platforms now. And, and, and this so is what up? I said about earlier. I don't mean to cut your wisdom. I'm just gonna add on real quick. Right. That, that, right. That's what we that's what we'll term as networking. This is you see this is you seeing the nodes grow. You came in, you were one of the original nodes. Your nodes spread because you cover multiple topics and you seeded and you fed different networks, therefore allowing other nodes to grow and then they grow out spores and they grow out legs and stuff like that. And they attach to other nodes. This is how your network grows. This is the World Wide Web. So what you've been seeing is a demonstration of your seeds being planted and then flourishing and growing. Take full credit for everything that you see that comes after you. Mm. Say what I'm trying to tell you? Not in an arrogant way, not in an egotistical yeah. way. Yeah, you know I ain't like that. Exactly. You know I ain't like that at all, man. I know. You know, you you know actually, you Brother Nasdarell, yo. Nah, I know you have integrity and a virtuous character, which is, to me, one of the number one criteria to be God. Yeah. Okay, it's it's the virtuous character of man, and it's the way that you carry yourself on this, on you know, in your in your movements and your deeds, like you said earlier. Yeah, you know, you know what? I just feel like you know, shit, ain't, ain't nothing gonna come easy. Everybody deserves a little test. You know, ask your man Yashirel, yo. Let's look at Yashirel, yo, for a minute. Mm-hmm. He was minding his goddamn business, chilling. Mm-hmm. I ran up in that motherfucker. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Talking shit, you know what I'm saying? I say I like that brother. I like that he liked the sword fight. I like that brother. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Get saw, get that nigga shot. He's going to have a whole different curveball, yo. You know what I'm saying? So I don't never go into a situation hating a brother. You know, I know I be hard on Muslim Christians and black Hebrews and all nine y'all, but at the end of the day, I'm not a hater. I just participate. Mm-hmm. I see the value in having black Hebrews likes. I see the value in having Moors. I see the value in having real black atheists. I see the value in all that because they're all mm-hmm. stepping stones to bring us back to economic empowerment. So I'll never try to turn a nigga down to where people won't fuck with him. Indeed. Because that don't make no sense because then I just tore myself down. Because I know at the end of the day when niggas take their DNA test, we all motherfucking family. We all family. Yep. All came back together. Yeah. You know, yeah, you bodied that one earlier. My phone had dropped. But you did you, you bodied that with the whole DNA thing. Because that's, yeah. I, I guarantee you if everybody, that, all of the different guests that have come on Know the Ledge, all of uh, you know what I mean? Like all of my yeah. air life. You air life for a reason. You are of the same DNA. You are of the same, yeah. you know, you're of the same higher self, so to yeah. say, of the same bloodline. Because as yeah. you see, they have a graph that shows how if you break down your family tree, how it will go from 2 to 4 to 8 to 16 and then grow exponentially yeah. into millions of people. And it came from the original 2. So we are of that bloodline of the gods and the goddesses, the pantheon, yeah. oils, you know what I'm saying? And we're here to do the work. So that yeah. it goes back to what I was saying that we can't engage in what is called friendly fire. There's no such thing as friendly fire in any war family, whether it's spiritual, physical, mental, or emotional. You can't engage in friendly fire. If you weaponize your information to destroy and tear down somebody and, 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 and knock one of the pieces off of the chessboard that's actually on your side, then you're you're committing what is known as suicide, okay? Suicide. You're killing yourself. So sharpen your swords, warrior, warrior scholars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is Game of the Thrones. Get your swords mm-hmm. sharpened. If mm-hmm. that's what you do, if that's your, if that's what, if that's what you've been doing, you probably was a sword fighter, warrior, scholar in the in the 18th Dynasty or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if you have to sharpen your sword against someone else's sword, do that. But don't do that in the sense of do it like we're sparring. Do it as if you're sharpening your sword with another one of your kids. Right. Preparing for that war, though. You right. just tighten, you tighten, you tightening your game up because guess what? When the war comes, when you cross that, when they come over that wall, you're going to see the real enemy because he's going to show himself. So you, you have to prepare yourself for the ultimate debates that are coming up in the future, and it will be against your open enemy and all of his cohorts and allies. It's not a skin thing, complexion. It's not a color thing. You know what it is. It has nothing to do with it. It's the matrix. It's everybody versus you, B. It could be anyone. So you prepare for that debate. But us in a circle, we have to strengthen each other, and we've been doing that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be super harsh. We've been doing that. A lot of meaningless stuff that I heard debate-wise, that, that was days in the past. Some of the stuff that's coming up now, I see the integrity of some of the brothers that are participating, and I know that their characters are sincere, and I know that they're doing it for both edutainment purposes. You know what I mean? Because maybe, maybe, maybe the streets made it like that. You know? Hmm. But it's making brothers sharper. It's getting certain, but but we can't deal. It can't be any divisions of the networks. No. It can't be divisions of, no. you can't have, can have break up the networks because we are in social networking for the main purpose of networking. Right. <laughs> we have to network, and by networking, 
I promise you 99% of our problems will go away overnight. And then we could really, we won't have to even talk solution. It will start manifesting because we all already did the damn work. We put, in the, we put in the request. We pulled it down and invoked it and willed it. And as soon as we start vibrating at a certain level, everything was gonna, is going to materialize around me. I come from that era. I come from the Biggie era. I seen, I seen, I seen rappers make terraform a whole fucking, a whole borough with their words. You know when he said I went from ashy to classy? He just didn't do that for himself. He did that for mad niggas. You know what I'm talking about. Niggas wearing hoodies and Tims and looking crazy. One girlfriend. They changed everything. They made they, they cleaned you up. So think about stuff like that on a so much that's 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 the lower self. That's the lower nature. Think about that. Not to say it's in a lower lower, but there's stuff that is on a higher, higher realm. You you understand what I'm saying? Like today I was in the gym and I was like, yo, ratchet music has a fucking purpose. Like ratchet music is for working out. It's nothing. I can't listen to most deaths. I can't listen to shit to stimulate my higher chakras or my higher facilities when I'm working out, you're in your carnal nature, right? Facts. When yep. you flexing in the mirror, you're not trying to be, you know, you ain't trying to solve a Fibonacci sequence. You you on your warrior mode. You you like flexing and shit. You know what I'm saying? You best person. You're in your carnal nature. So that music is made for the carnal nature. That's lower nature music. So that's your workout shit. Nigga, they put on Danny Glover when I was doing, when the mother do it, do it. Yeah, I start going in. The waist just got lighter. <laughs> so everything serves a purpose, family. Even the ratchet music has its purpose. Them brothers out here be turned up. Like I, if they was turned up for consciousness or turned up for the um, revolution or the evolution like that, shit would be going a lot faster because they get turned up. And that music is what does it, but... Just know how to how to how to speak to them in that in that in that language, and you could control. You know what I'm saying? You could be in control as well. You could make a real fucking crunk ratchet conscious song, and and have control for three minutes, as long as your song plays. I need to get control of the remaining hours of this evening because I got some work to do, my brother. No, no doubt, bro. I got to make it to the A. I got I got yeah, I got work to do. So, All right. The Atlanta yes, family, sir. yes, indeed. I'll be seeing, touching down this weekend. I hope to spend a few days in the A, come through, see my brother, Unc, and, and definitely yeah. a few more people in the city I need to see. All right. I definitely want to salute everyone. for Huh? And make sure we catch that lunch, yo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to get it in. Oh, here's yeah. so bad. It's not more to make a spot. Yo, uh, tell them what night you broadcast so they can check out your show. Hey, you know, Sunday night, yo, the Amaral squad, uh, sometimes 9, sometimes 10. Then Thursday, you know, we had a real black 8 show, very informative. You know what I'm saying? We just building and we networking for the community, man. Y'all catch that. So you should come and do the Real Black Atheist show at the um, Center on Thursday. Might be able to do that. 
Yeah, yep. that'll make you. Yeah, that'll, yeah. Might have to do that. Family, I definitely had a had a ball tonight. You know what I'm saying, brother? Yeah, Arm brings the, he brings he brings the red pill to life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know? So yeah. Like that, you know what I mean? Because I, I told him when I started the other day. You know what I mean? The newest member of the Army Rock Squad. <laughs> <laughs> You need us for anything, yo. You know we, you know we got you though. You just know that information, anything to add to, you know what it is, yo. You already know. I, I can't keep it unless I give it away, bro. Exactly. I feel the same way. You know what I mean? Whatever y'all need from over here, we got y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Need the damn t-shirts, yo. Tired of that. Yeah. Let's send you a budget. Let's send you the budget. Let's talk about it. Yeah, you talking about. I know they got that album, right. Rob. Yeah, that, 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 yeah. Yeah, yo, you know what I'm saying? Yo, easy work, yo. <laughs> oh, not the layup. I, I got you. All right. All right. Yeah, brother Courtney, we're going to get up tomorrow. And, um, yeah, I'm signing out. Black African power, family. Hey. Tune in Friday, y'all. We will be back full of facts, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, another show on deck. I'm going to be with guests. It will be something. Definitely in the mix to stimulate. All right? So I want to leave y'all with that. I'm trying to find some music. Excuse me, with. Even on that, family. Let's see if I got any high hair in here. Ooh, yeah. Now, we don't have no tie hair. That's right now. Let's change that. But definitely go to YouTube and check that brother out. C A H I R. Tie hair, obviously. Legend. Now, let's check that out. You know, 